0: Do it okay, we're live. Um, guest uh, 124 Galen Trombley show. Uh, my favorite number is 24, so this is 124, which makes it even better. We got a returning guest today, and um, first thing I'm going to say, the guy came in pretty hard in the paint. We got a pretty good photo, I and again, all good. The guy comes in swagged out, cabin on gear top to bottom. The other thing that caught me off guard is last time I saw you, you had a massive beard. I even asked. It might have been Meg the other day. I said, "Does Alex still have the massive beard?" She's like, "Yeah." He rolls in, beard down, no beard. Well, I mean, he got like stubble, but beard down. Yes, like sir. Thick, 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 thick mustache. Yes, sir. We're
1: switching it up, and We're this gonna, is uh Mister Mister Alec Adnighoff, back again. Game. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, summer look. That's 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 the summer look? That's what I'm calling it now. Uh, it, you know. I, I had, I had it. I was my initial It's plan, an aggressive look, No, you know, literally two weeks ago. And Meg can attest to this. I, and my initial plan was to have the beard and grow it for at least a year and just to see where it would go. But I was on a call with, uh, um, I was on a zoom call and someone had mentioned to me, you know, like you might want to trim it up a little bit. It doesn't look that professional, uh, because I have some new pursuits and I'll get into that in a bit. But, um, I thought, you know what? Yeah, that sounds all right. I haven't done it. I haven't switched it up in a while. Like why not? So I decided to just cut it all off. And, uh, I had, like I said, I had the horseshoe for a little bit, but that didn't last too long. And now here we are Figure, you know what? I've grown a nice, I've grown a solid beard uh, and I appreciate the, 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 kind words about it. And
0: then, uh, I'm going to try to grow a mustache now. See um, what happens. Was that the longest your beard's ever been? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Is this the longest mustache you ever had? Yeah. Um, you grow a thick mustache. Mine's too Thank thin you. on top, so I don't really just keep the mustache. I do the beard.
1: honestly, it's just more so letting it go. I tell people that
0: who are trying to do it, that and biotin, it's all you need. That makes sense yeah well i mean well the problem is when this is not like this part right here it's thin 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 mustache it starts like just it goes down mm-hmm. it doesn't fill in it just kind of this what i have more hair does not grow this hair just grows longer therefore it doesn't you got actually a nice in. beard though man the beard's good The mustache. it's, very, it's not like good it's
1: shiny it's got a nice sheen it's, to it well you know a nice I, length did, I, did, you looking ever,
0: good. did you ever see me with my long beard
1: uh, I, you know, I think you showed it me sure, a picture of it okay. when we were on the course. It was a while ago, but it was Probably four, it was out there. Four years ago? It was out there. You know Trip? What, Actually, I had to shave it for my you, wedding. Well, so see, was, you know what beards are great for out on the golf course, actually, are tea holders. You can throw it right in there. Sometimes you, I've, I've even forgotten about it, but you can throw it right in there, and it's a great spot for your tea. You actually showed me that. I've never, yeah. I've
0: never done it, but um, my problem with the beard was I get uh, egg yolk in it.
1: So you when I eat and
0: I had like, like, say it was a little runny over medium, something like that, you'd start eating and it would drip down and you wouldn't notice because you can't feel it. You can't feel your beard. Like the, the bottom part. Sure. I mean, so like pulls on it, yes, but the actual hair you can't. So it just like falls on the beard and then it sits there and then, of course, you don't realize it. Someone says no. it or. Or it hardens uh, and
1: it just gets it, in there. To me, you know what? You don't like wash to the me, face. Getting, getting the food in the beard is worth it to me. I, I'm oh, yeah. okay with it. Sometimes I like to see how messy it can get.
0: I put in like the beard bomb, put in the beard yeah. oil, um it's it's cones And on. it's
1: it's a commitment to keep it up. It Pe- is.
0: Well people you like they, they get they shit on the beard. The problem with the beard people think is that it's dirty. I'll tell you right now, my beard no when I had it was cleaner than most people's heads because you spend you have to groom it it's not like you just wake up and you have a beard if you wake up it's like talk about bedhead you're gonna like
1: no see i did that. the first bedhead. time i grew a beard the first time i grew a decent sized beard like I, I didn't take care of it at all and i would literally just wake up and let it do its thing and, and not groom it whatsoever yeah and it turned into a big coarse curly mess and it just looked terrible yeah so it's definitely it's it's a thing to labor a love oh for sure so so the person
0: the person that told you to to shave your beard or cut your beard. Yes, sir. What, whatever trim your beard.
1: Uh, at at the most, I just like edged it. Like there, on occasions, there would be some some stray hairs that were longer than others, I guess. And I would just clean that up. But other than that, no, I, I didn't really ever. I would just keep it.
0: So you kind of just let it go? So yeah. So I, I would, I grew my beard. Well, how long now? That picture you showed me,
1: how long that you had grown it for how long at that point? Because it was, I mean, it was... i think think
0: it was june it was out there i want to say it was like june to february yeah that's so probably not a full year it was probably like eight months but the problem well the thing was like i would i would say every five to six weeks something like that i would trim it Mm -hmm. so i'd like let it grow or maybe every yeah six weeks six to eight weeks i would let it grow and then i would end up like trimming the, the like the dead ends kind of off so it was like eight months to get to that but realistically maybe if i would never touched it it might have gotten a couple inches longer but i was always like I, was, I would trim off like a like just a quarter of an inch something like that yeah. half an inch something like just enough to because i think you're one it, like to kind of tidy it up but two i think if you cut the ends off it allows your hair to grow better i think that's why people like they'll get their trim they'll trim their hair Like, girls, I believe, I could be wrong on this, but I believe they trim the back, like, they'll trim their hair, not completely cut it, just cut, like, an inch off or whatever, and I think it's supposed to, like, the ends are dead, so it's not growing. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does.
1: I definitely understand what you're saying.
0: uh, But I think that's when people talk about cutting off the, like, dead ends. The dead ends, I think, are just hair that does not grow anymore. So you cut it off, it's supposed to, like, re- i say regenerate but allow the hair to grow back out
1: no that's that's a good way to maintain it and i think another thing that people got to take into account if they're trying to do something like that is there's going to be an uncomfortable stage not just how it looks but also how it feels there's going to be a period of yeah. time where it's just so i'd say four so to five. sensitive on your face and so i'd say it's about four to
0: five weeks in yeah
1: that that's i would say that is spot month. on yeah that it's it gets very at times unbearable to the point where you just say you know what is it worth it to keep it but it always is
0: don't stop. It, and, and the itchy stage usually lasts for less than two weeks. Yeah. It's not that long. It's just no. kind of like get over it, you scratch a bunch, and then um, – yeah, it's, it's a weird weird phenomenon, a beard, but I've never – the mustache – people have be- mustaches with the beard or whatever. Goatee, uh, goatees are actually – seem like they're falling off. I think the only people I know that have goatees are people that are like probably right in their 40s now. It seems like, like that's like a goatee age. Do you know – many young people with
1: goatees? No. Yeah. Actually my, uh, my roommate from college who lives down in Schenectady, I just has con- a goatee. He, so I just convinced him he did, he did cut it off, but I just convinced him to, cause he can, he can grow a pretty sick one himself. Uh, but I had told him to cut the sides off and, uh, to see what it just looked like. Cause his goatee is like nice. And so I had him do that see how it looked and it looked great. I thought he cut it down a little bit. It looked good, but he ended up cutting it off. So I would say I don't know of any young people that do, <laughs> off the top of my head. It's
0: like, if this is the way I. Look I, to- at I it. told them to, Eric. If you if you listen to this man, I told you you should have kept it, but in time, in time. So this is my thought. I I, be- I believe like that, people in their twenties typically have like stubble, mm-hmm. kind of maybe some beard stubble. People in their thirties, you have a beard. People in their forties, it seems like that's like the goatee, like goatee era where like they're still living with the goatee but not the full fe- full beard. And then I think like the mustache is like. 50s the 50s and up. and up. You know, that's a really interesting correlation by decade. Because if you think about it... Is it, it pretty I mean, spot on? That, that, I mean, I'm generalizing I mean, if you think a big time, it, but... D-
1: despite, even that, I think that's, that's a really interesting way to look at it. I don't see many guys your is, age it with mustaches. mustache. It is spot on.
0: Yeah, no. Like, you almost look weird walking in, where, again, if this was in the 70s, and you walked in, you'd be like any guy on the street. But now, like, you walk sure. in... Because like, you, you don't see young people. Old people, they wear a mustache, and they wear it proudly. have been wearing a mustache for 40 years, and nobody knows the difference. But Exactly. Sometimes, you know...
1: I've, I've seen, I've had people who have like tried to have people in bets to cut their mustache off because it's just they won't that do it. essentials It's like cutting no, your it, no. off or trimming well, your eyebrows. People that have had, I think my uncle, my uncle Bob, he's had a mustache for God,
0: 50 years now. So bizarre. Now I say that <laughs> I've shaved my beard down twice in like 10 years. Like, I mean, down to the skin. No, down. see, I don't, I, I don't think
1: I could get myself to do that again just because I, I, it's I don't, cold, I, not just cold. that it is cold. But feel naked. It's not just that. It just, it takes five years off my age, if not more well, to yeah. me anyway,
0: that, and the fact that I, I, my neck oh, gets, God, I yeah. always get like razor burn. So I end up using a is it dollar. No, not dollar Shave club manscape. You ever seen those? Yeah. Ads? Yeah. So the manscape, um, little thing, whatever. So it comes in, like you get the actual, like, how are they not sponsoring this? I know, Unbelievable. You, but you get the actual like clippers, which are great. And then you end up using, um, they they have like other gifts that come in with the packages like you get them in like I don't know, part of the club so each month I get something so I get like a razor I'll get like uh the the actual not the uh the clipper but the actual like hand razor like the manual um you get that you get some blades you get these different kind of like moisturizer things a nice little setup it's great phenomenal but the blade is a single blade so it's almost like a straight edge blade you know when people do like the straight edge razors oh, nothing beats a straight razor i've never had someone do it like I've never had a barber do it to me, but this thing it's very simple. You basically clamp this razor blade. It's almost it's almost like a it's almost like a Stanley knife kind mm-hmm. of deal or a utility blade or whatever. Right. You put that in and it has like blades on it and you it, this thing is so freaking sharp. But the problem is if you have like any part on your neck where you might have like an ingrown hair or you might have a pimple oh, or you yeah. might have like a like something No, yeah, that's that's a It's just going to rip. Me. So usually I'm like I have a couple spots that I know on my neck that I'm like, these are like six, like one right here. I can feel it. I'd have to go like super slow over it. And then, so I never trim my beard. I, I trim, my, trim my beard down and then I trim kind of like a, like a, what's it called? A line, like a neckline kind of thing. Yeah. And then I'll go in with the, the actual hand lotion or the, what's it called? Shaving cream and the actual razor. What do they call them? Shaving razor? I don't even use them enough anymore. Like clippers, razor. To be honest with you, I don't even know, but I know what you're getting at. Like a hand razor. Yeah. Like a Gillette. Hand, but it's not Gillette. This one's the Manscaped yeah, one. Yeah, I would say just a razor. Yeah, with, with shaving cream. And then, then I would go down to the skin on my neck. Because I don't like when my neck gets all like nah, hairy. So, and my cheeks up here too. So, I'll get hair like all the way up to here. So, I always pull this down <laughs> yeah, to like the, the line. Worst. So, then I kind of keep the these parts tame. And then I trim this down like every couple weeks. I'll take this down to like a two on the guard. Hey, man, you're
1: you're the face of the K. You can't get rid of the beard. Do it. Well, too different.
0: The thing is, my my son is over three years old. Has never. None of my kids have seen me without a beard. Mm. So I think if I I was to shade, they might get freaked out a little bit.
1: I think that'd be something worth recording if you were to do it. That would be honest. I think it would blow
0: their mind. I really do. I think they'd be like, wait, what? Especially my daughter. She's like almost two. She would be one. You might
1: have to do that, to be honest. It sounds like a I'd idea. I think I'd scare her. I think she would cry. I really do. <sighs> I, like
0: I, she, She's just one of those, I think she's kind of like in that stranger danger age right now where she gets yeah. more skittish with yeah, people, yeah, yeah. so if she's with no if beard. It's,
1: it, I mean, it is a drastic change. It is a drastic yeah,
0: change. Yeah, that be, that'd be a little too... I, I don't think I could do that to her. I'll, I'll let her get a little older before I attempt that. Um, I I mean, you that. walked in with a mustache, and that what caught me off guard. I can't imagine doing it to a two-year-old where I was like, eh, yeah. dad, this guy I know, like, who are you, and get all, all sketched oh, out. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. I try to, I try to like, I mean... Again, this might turn into a golf podcast, and it's fine. I'm expecting it to at we're, some point. we so, by all means, we're just rolling this because is, uh, the Masters is next everything. week, folks. So, uh, yeah, no, know. Stay tuned on that. We're gonna get, we're gonna get deep into that. So, um, you, you actually got to kind, kind of have the Masters colors on today. Well, tap color, Masters time. color, they're very similar.
1: Well, I think you chose, I think you chose this color scheme for a reason. It's yeah. add a little yellow on there and a little, little
0: soft spoken. That's all good. you, that's all you need to do. Um, the uh, get a
1: Jim Nance voiceover for a
0: promo. I heard CBS just picked him back up for As a long term should. contract. He's basically a, the of unlike any other. Come on, imagine if he just looks at Fox. You're like, no, no. Do you know that was like kind of a
1: fluke how that happened? He, he, I read about that the other day when he was at his first Masters. I think it was in 1986. He was he was really well, young. That's at right. Time. It was Jack's Master. Yeah, he was he was like 24, and that. If I if I read the article, I I kind of skimmed it. I did go a little fast, but from what I gathered, he was mm-hmm. he, he was playing the course. And he, he had mentioned it with who he was playing with. And I guess that phrase that he had said just stuck in, in a sense, traditionally, any other. He, he had tried to do like an introduction Was it with Fred couples. No, I, it wasn't with Fred, although Fr- they did go to college. together, They were roommates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Houston. No, I, I don't know who it was with. I did skim the article over, but if I find it, I'll make sure to send it. But that's kind of how that came to fruition. Or it's kind of like, uh, I kind of, I kind of like looking into those like, those catchphrases are or, or specific phrases in sports come, like where they come from? Yeah, like I mean not just golf even. I mean cuz in golf you have Tiger's better than most in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um there's, just a there's 20 a bunch year anniversary other sports. Of that. Yeah. Impressive. Man. Oh man, speaking of Tiger. I mean, um, it's tough, tough what happened to him. I mean it's it's really it was a sad day when that when that happened, but I mean hopefully he he's able to turn around with all he's been through. Understandably if he wanted to walk at this point. I get it, but to me I mean He's just gotta get one more victory. If he gets one more win, I'd be satisfied with that. He he can't he can't I've, he can't get up to eighty two and then just stop, in my opinion. He's gotta get one more. He's tied. He's tied right now. Yeah, he has so, to get one more. So the uh take Jack out of the question. Fifteen majors is is still it's it's second. I mean, come on. Yeah. Take Jack out of the equation, win just another event. You you still have a game for it. Obviously now it's in question, but depending on how hard you want it, one more win. I think he's got it in him. And then at that point, you want to walk. That? Like that's happens, what I'm saying. Like with the timing. Fight. That that's why I was so when it, when it happened, I, I felt so hard. I mean, Did, if you think about it, that's lifetime exemption on tour four times. It is twenty victories to gain lifetime exemption on the PGA Tour. Yeah, four careers to do that four times. I mean that that's incredible. There, there's there's only a select
0: few people who even achieve lifetime exemption. I, I think, wonder. I wonder who. No, we'll do. We're gonna stay on that topic. We'll go into that. Yeah. Out of We'll find out all the players that have lifetime exemptions and try to... Before we do it, though, we're going to figure out who is the least likely person that has a lifetime exemption that...
1: Now, are you saying people that are... I mean, there are some that obviously did that or passed on. I don't know how the rules were back then. We could
0: could put that. But I'm saying anybody that has a lifetime exemption on the PGA Tour, mm. and we'll try to figure out... We'll try to guess who does. I know a few. And then we'll try to guess which one we think is the least likely... Like, who, who do you think might have it, but there's no way. They, like, we don't think they have it, but they could have it. You know what I mean? Like, the least Ooh. likely person on the list we you're like, like, tag or Phil, like... Oh, I, I like, got one right like now Shewins, for you. Like, Schuins, but it's like, whose lifetime exemption like, really? That I got, I got one right times? now for you. He, he's
1: he's won actually 19 times. He's won victory shot. I think I know who it is. Who is it? Adam Scott. No,
0: it's not Adam Scott. Adam Scott's won away, though. He... I don't know where he's at. He's won away. He's a 19... I believe he's 19. I don't know. That's a good question. So, But
1: the I person a, I was talking about was Ernie Els. Really? Ernie Els. Yep. It's almost as shocking as when he won the Open in 2012. Lifetime
0: exemption. How to get lifetime exemption. Be good. Um, <laughs> if only it was that easy. If only wait. it was that easy. Lifetime membership requires 20 victories and oh, 15 active seasons on tour. This is Johnson's 12th season on tour, which means he won't be exempt from the from the strength of field rule until 2022. Yeah, because I mean, Dustin wow. Johnson has he's
1: got over 20 He's I think um he, I think he's got like 24, 25, but he doesn't have the years
0: in yet. Um, so, he's really close. All really exempt close. PGA Tour, each PGA Tour player has earned a position on the priority ranking system that will be used to select tournament fields. Adam Scott is close. Wait. He's at Winner 14. of a PGA in current season. All exempt PGA Oh my god. No, so this is that's old. I can't do that. Winner of the PJ Tour, winner, whatever, winner, winner. Can I get a list here of how many people have won twenty times? Let's see here. Um, twenty. Otherwise, I mean, I think I'm like I'm f- I'm here. I'm like in the. Are you on
1: the article for through Golf Channel? Oh,
0: man, I, to be honest, I don't even know. I don't even. I'm like. Past looking, tournaments, not right eligible. Now. These are like people that made the cut I can't read that. I mean
1: I know of a couple offhand. I mean Phil, VJ, um, Tiger obviously.
0: List I of golfers know. with the most PJ tour wins. So this could probably do it right Let's here. See. I
1: think it's I think I I think I could go go down the line starting from the top. It's Salmon Tiger eighty two. Then I believe it's Jack at seventy two. Then I think 73. But close. 73. Then four. Is it it's not it's not Hogan is it? Is it Hogan at 63? 64. Damn, one off. Not, uh, not right. bad. Hogan I never would have got any of these. 5 Um Billy Casper. No. No, no. Arnold Palmer. 62. 62. Billy Casper is up there. I don't know what number he is, but I think he's at 51. He's at 51, but he's not yeah. he's not number 6. He's number 7, you know number, number 6 is. Number 6 between between Arnie and Billy Casper. Yeah. It's Gotta be Byron
0: Nelson. Byron, yep. Gotta Gotta be pretty damn good. Number eight. Billy Casper. Who the hell is that guy? No, no, sorry. Number eight, you'll know. Sorry, I'm going. Number eight. Number eight, Phil? No. Nope. Phil's Phil's close. He's over 40. I know that. Number eight. Terrible, like low level clothing golf brand.
1: Low level clothing golf brand.
0: No. Who, who, Walter who's? Hagen. Walter
1: Hagen. Okay.
0: 45. All right. Phil Mickelson. Phil, Phil at 40, 44. 44. Uh, 10. Tied. Both at 39. And I have to look up. Both at 39. Oh, my God. That is. What? Okay. Ooh. One of them you'll know. One of them you'll definitely know. And then the other one, I, I would be 30. shocked if you know. You might know him. 39. Um like, Man, it got me thinking. Now,
1: now, give me a hint. Are they like modern? Are they older? Wait, the, wait, the f- number ten. Yeah,
0: number ten is still alive. Number ten still alive. And there, and, and he's and, not and as 39? old as you think. He like, has thirty nine wins. Thirty nine wins. Oh, let me, want a hint? Wait, think, is it? I have an idea. It's not. Is it,
1: is, is it Lee Trovino? No. 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 Yeah. Give me another hint. This is getting tough.
0: Chippin, 17, Pebble Beach. Chip oh, Tom Watson. Tom Watson. How could I forget Tom
1: Watson?
2: How okay, the I other guy Tom tied, Watson.
0: 39. Graduated as a dentist, but gave up the practice at age of 26 to become a full-time golfer. So you know this is not any time recent. Oh, 39 wins? If you get I've never even heard this guy's name. So if you get this, I'm going to be shocked. Dentist. More shocked than the be- the mustache I saw today. huh <laughs> He was a dentist. A dentist and gave it up to be ten- a full time player. Twenty six uh, dentist. I think. Uh, what? What's the guy from uh, Rudolph? Not Ernie. What's the guy? Who's the guy that wants to become a dentist? Remember, he's like the guy not with the abominable snowman. He's like the little guy in the, the suit outfit. The original Rudolph. Oh man, Fr- no, I haven't seen him it forever. I think it's I'm Herbie. That's it. That's when I think dentist. Dentist. Okay. If all right. This this may kind
1: of, eh. Can you give me his initials or do you think I'd give it C-M. away? CM. CM? Oh, yeah. No, I know who it is. It's Kerry Middlecoff. You've heard of him? Yeah. 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 Kerry Middlecoff. He was he was nice back in the day. Back in the, like, She's died 50, in 60s. 1998. Like, Kerry Middlecoff, yeah. Fun fact, too. I mean, actually, too.
0: good looking, like, like not yeah, a bad looking, nah, good, like, nah, in, he's I take a black and white
1: photo, but I mean, like... Look, he was, he was one day. of
0: the so
1: fun fact Harry Middlecop never heard of him fun fact about me um in uh, in college sophomore year he won three majors too he did in sophomore year my uh my advisor at the time Doug Lundstrom of Siena College he had the idea to put together kind of like a golf history pocketbook mm-hmm. if you will and so i was his uh, i was his first like research assistant on that so i did a lot of research about like the past years on tour the up and comings of like different tournaments, who who won, what courses, things like that, um, and it, it it was a neat, it was a neat concept. It didn't come to fruition fully when I had finished my research, but someone else picked it up, and uh, I'm not sure what came of it. But I do have those those flyers somewhere,
0: that's, or those p- pages somewhere. That's unreal. I mean, you got that right object. I know it. That's crazy. Um, I'll, I'll just go through tw- 12 through 20. Yeah, go for Gene it. Gene Saracen, Lloyd Mangrum. Heard of it? Not. I don't wow. know much about him. VJ Singh, what yep. hate, but he's
1: up there. Jimmy DeMerit yep, three Masters. Horton Smith, Horton Smith, he won the first Masters. Did he? Yep. Wow. I, I don't know how you. know That's incredible.
0: Harry Cooper, no, never Je-
1: heard of him. Gene Littler, Gene Littler, I've heard of. Littler. He was, uh, I think he was, he was. Um, I think he's one of the bigger guys on the senior tour when it first came
0: out in like the eighties. Um, Lee Trevino, yep. Leo Mary Max De- Deigle. Nope. Paul no. We died. Yeah, 19- eighteen ninety nine to nineteen fifty one. Yeah. Paul Runyon. Mm, nope, doesn't lived, ring a bell. Ninety four. That's pretty pretty impressive. Henry Picard. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. He was a, he was a old time pro. Tommy Armour.
1: Yep. Tommy Armour that old? So Tommy, I think the Tommy Armour we know is Tommy Armour the third, but that's
0: his grandfather. I would uh, Yeah, I believe so. That's crazy Okay, Tommy Armour. He also bad golf clubs. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, like the old school, like <laughs> yeah, Spalding golf yeah, clubs. Yeah. Johnny Miller, not a big fan of Johnny Miller. I shouldn't say player. I don't like Johnny Miller. The announcer is my least favorite announcer in sports. With I would, I would have loved to see,
1: from what my uncles told me, um, from, I would have loved to see Johnny Miller in like nineteen seventy three, seventy four. as iron play He was apparently like second to none. Really, best. Like, he I was, think his
0: announcing just annoyed me because he was very, very blunt, very blunt. But he, he, I think he was the one. He had a lot of armchair quarterback statements where it was like, guy hit the ball. Well, I mean, he shouldn't have done that. He should have went there. I'm like, well, Johnny, if he would have pulled off the shot, you would have said something different. Like, don't – like, yeah. if you want to say before, like, I don't like where he's aiming. That's fine. But once he pulls a shot, it's like calling bank before you shoot a basket. Like, I mean,
1: and who, are you, and who are you to say that about specific individuals? Like, obviously, there's going to be some people based on just their stature or their, or their athleticism that are going to be able to pull off shots that you wouldn't normally otherwise think to do because you can't do yourself. But at the same time, like I think Johnny Miller offers some valuable insight. I've definitely watched videos
0: of him. I definitely, I definitely like. Oh, I mean, he's like, on the tour, major he winner. Knows, he so knows, like, he knows, what he's doing. Dustin Johnson, right now at twenty four, is the, the he's active. Uh, well, active. Active. minus Phil and Taggart, Well, you guys still right, but like that's not like prime yeah. golfer,
1: prime Dustin time, Johnson. yeah. Um, that's that's been on tour. That came on tour after two thousand. Lanny Watkins has twenty one wins. I think he only has one major. I actually didn't know that. That's impressive. Really?
0: Does he have a major?
1: You're right. 1997
0: 1977? Uh, Ni- 1977 PGA. PGA. Yeah. Um, number 31, Mr. Craig Wood. Craig Wood. Dude, 21 majors, two or 21 tour titles, two majors, three Ryder Cups. Old North Country 30s, boy. In the 30s. Great course, by the way, Craig Wood. Never played it. Oh, man, fantastic. So this year was the first time I ever drove down and saw the clubhouse. Well, drove up to see the clubhouse. I played, what is there, four courses in Lake Placid? Um, yeah,
1: so there's there's two in Lake Placid Club. There's the uh, Mountain, and then there's the Lynx. Links. Links. Then there's C- Craigwood. Then Saranac Inn is not too far. That's not in Lake Placid, though. Uh, and then Raybrook's not too far. I don't think that's in Lake Placid either, though. I think specifically in Lake Placid, Craigwood, Lake Placid Club, and um, Links in Mountain. Links in Mountain, and then I—those so are the only ones that come to mind right I've now. I've
0: never played a Lake Placid course in my life. Last year, I played three of the four. Those gorgeous great. courses, great, gorgeous. My courses. my game was awful, but it was fun. Um, oh yeah. Okay, Hal or, Hale or Irwin, whatever Hale Irwin. He,
1: so Hale Irwin, yeah, he he ripped it on tour. He he killed it on the senior tour. He he's the tour senior tour's all time leader. Really? And Bernard Langer's catching him. He's Bernard Langer's
0: number two. Bernard right Langer now.
1: doesn't age. He he's, nor does this game. He's amazing.
0: Greg Norman twenty, Johnny Revolta, and Doug Sanders. Doug Sanders, I've heard of. He just I, passed I, away. Yeah,
1: I don't. He used to be. I think he was known for his colorful sweaters. Um, I don't know the other. I
0: don't know the other dude. You know, I was actually just looking because I go in majors. Harry Cooper, 29 tour wins, zero majors. He's the most tour wins without a major. (laughs) Random fact. The other one is... Oh, 19, that's what I want to get to. Okay, Ben Crenshaw, 19. Ernie Els, 19. Doug Ford, 19. Hubert Green, 19. Tom Kite, 19. Bill Melhorn, 19. I've heard of all those guys except the last one. Rory McIlroy, 18. That's oh impressive. wow! I didn't know that. roy has
1: got 18. I didn't, I know, didn't know he was. Wow! I thought. I mean, I you know who's getting up there too? Four is, majors uh, too, which is insane. Is uh, is Justin Thomas is getting up there? He he he's. I someone
0: told me Adam Scott had 19, 19 wins. 14. Actually, I, Just I, checked. I read it and I, I read that it was definitely wrong because they said 19. They said he wants to get to the 20, the PGA Tour status, but they said something about his game's not as good, so he has to get up to 20 as soon as possible. And he's well, no, you said he's at 14. He's not getting there. No, I mean his game's solid where he is right now. You know
1: who I'm hoping has a revitalization here is uh, my man Ricky Fowler. I'm staying I'm staying strong with him, but he's struggling Ooh. right now. He's got to uh, win this week. I actually got a win.
0: Know. He won't make. the— no,
1: gonna... no, no, no. His his streak's over. He's like ninety something. Let's see. Let's see who's. Uh, let's see how they stand today. How how is Rory? Actually, you know, have you wait? Have you been? You've been to an event before, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Thought so. Love it. It's the best shit. Oh look at this! Look at Jordan taking over the top. How about that? He's 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 on the come up. He's he's leading. Speed? Speed, yeah, He's leading. He's leading right now. Is he? Yeah. He's, he. Uh, Dude, he's playing five solid. <laughs> Ricky shot four over. <laughs> yes, yeah, sit oh down. my god. I man. like Ricky too. I, I do want, too. I I'm, I'm, he's always going to be my guy. He's been my guy since he came on tour.
0: Did I tell you the first time I saw Ricky Fowler? No. So not Maybe? in person. I never met him in person. I'm just saying. No. Like, playing. Um, Scotty Scheffler dude too I had a good week last week Scotty Scheffler
1: So I have been I've been following Scotty Scheffler Since he won There's an article Specifically I remember reading about him Back in 2012 He shot Two It was when I was really First getting into golf Seriously He shot two 61's Back to back Like course records Like around his birthday When he was like 16 And at at that time I was like shit Like I'm gonna have to Follow this kid So uh, You know I kept an eye on him uh, and uh, I, wa- I remember when he won the US junior amateur in 2013. And since then, I just thought, you know what? Like, this kid's pretty talented. I'm going to keep an eye on him. And he went to Texas for four years, was a great, was an All American at Texas. Um, I remember I saw him at the US Open when he was an amateur, and I was watching him hit, and he was just like, he could do whatever he wants with it. Um, but yeah, he, he, he looks to
0: be a force to reckon with. So, so he was i i've never seen him play like the last tournament i went to was in 2013 so it's been a while like since i've actually been to a, a major um first time i saw ricky fowler was 2009 beth page first oh, hole geez amateur yeah. o state Ohio, or oklahoma state um he was on the first hole beth page black first hole you hit up off the tee on the top and it's dogleg right so right. you kind of hit it out to where it curves. Oh man, you know up. what? I got a funny story about Beth Page after. So well, so Ricky gets up first group off. I'm, i what? doesn't. thousand? I'm like nineteen years old. Uh, me and my dad went to it. I think I don't know if we went with anybody that year. It might have just been the two of us went down. I'm like, I want to get there early. Like I'm gonna like all day. I want because there's nothing like being on a golf course early in the morning. No. kind of like the do It's quiet. It's not busy. You don't have the major wave. You're sitting there. You know, immediate, got, immediate serenity. Got a, Yeah, I got a coffee. I'm just walking. It's Chilling. peaceful. A little yeah. cool dew. Got a nice light it's jacket. Gonna be, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, be a great day. And so first person off, first, first three people off includes Ricky Fowler that day. And because he was an amateur, he was like, like, sorry, kid, you're going off at like seven in the morning. Sure. So he yeah. goes off, tees off, pulls it left into the left rough, which was kind of like that Trampled down like, uh, like fescue kind of grass. Yeah. So I remember seeing him, and it was the most bizarre thing because I knew Ricky Fowler. Like I followed golf, and like you knew he was a top amateur. So I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. It Was when uh, uh Peter Uline is it Uline? Like yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him at Congressional in 11, and he was an I think an amateur or just went pro, but he had just won like might have he, been the national championship or no, USA. you know
1: what it was. He won the um. It was the US he won AM. the USAM. That's what it was. Yeah. So he won that. The year prior, the I year believe. prior, correct. Yes, because I think it was he won in 2010, then yeah, twenty ten. Because this was twenty eleven. This was
0: twenty eleven. Was was Gun Yang won the USM? I'm pretty sure. So congressional uh, yeah. was twenty eleven. So that was right. So he won it the year prior. So I remember watching him chip in front of me too, which is just cool to see him live because they're so freaking good. But so Ricky gets up, I would say about my height. You know, he's pretty short, probably 5'7", seven, something like that. Five six, five seven, five eight. He gets up. Little small guy. He's got like... I just remember... I don't know why I remember this vividly because it's just like I don't know, just like I a weird thing. So he's probably pfft, me to the door away. 10 feet away, if that, maybe.
1: And you, he had just pulled it left, you
0: said? Pulled it left. So he's like in the crowd. Now, when I, I use in the crowd loosely, it's a 7 a.m. on a Thursday. At, nobody's out. Sure. Like, it's me, my dad, and like two other people standing there. So he just like walks over to his ball, kind of like you'd be playing in a normal course around here. Because there's, not, there's no crowds, they're not like really. There's ropes, but nobody. Yeah, like, Ricky wasn't Ricky yet. No, no, no. He was like because I mean now even if he's if you playing followed, bad, he's gonna get followed. If you followed him amateur, if you followed amateur golf, you knew who he was. So I, that was me. I was a nerd back then. So I was like, whatever. So he gets up. He's wearing like the uh, the you know like you know when you know what the pros just have better clothes. Yeah. You know, look like you just look yeah. at you pro and you're like they just have better pants and better yeah, shirts yeah. and everything. Yeah. So he's got these like slick like. Windbreaker, like, Gore, remember Gore-Tex? Remember that thing? Like, Gore-Tex, these pants that were just, like, you knew they were probably $150 pants. Like, I'm never gonna wear them. I'm wearing, like, crappy cart, like, you know, uh, khaki pants or something. So this kid's, like, you know, dressed up, all the best stuff, gets up, and I just remember he hits, he just hits the ball, and pros just hit the ball different. Mm -hmm. And this, and it just, like, took off, and I think he landed just, like, front of the green. It wasn't, like, It wasn't like he stuck the pin. He just, but it was so cool just to like see someone like up close. I'm like, holy crap, that's Ricky. Because you see him on TV, you see him do stuff, and then you just see him in person. No no fanfare. Just kind of walks up, talking with the caddy, grabs a club, just kind of takes some practice swings, gets up, and just like, just rips it. And And it's just kind of weird because you like watch the whole sequence, but like it's odd when it's happening in front of you, and you're just like, oh. That's just what it looks like in person. I see it on TV, but like they're they just they're just doing it. And like obviously, if you're like, well, are like, what would they do? They hit a golf ball. Like yes, but when you take it all in, it just seems very strange. That no, yeah, that's happening I, right in front of you. It's just it's just like it's like I, like he's there. Like I could like yell at him right now, and he'd tell me to shut up. Like I mean, he's that yeah, close yeah. where it's like it's not. It doesn't feel like you're distant from these people. Sometimes you can get
1: interaction with them, um, especially. Oh, excuse me. Especially on uh, the days that aren't the actual tournament, we went to the Travelers, um, my buddies and I, a couple like when we were able to go, and we went on a Wednesday, which was pro am day. And I remember one group we were, I was with um, Cam Champ was the pro, oh, and yeah. this dude hit his ball that like one of the amateurs hit his ball way right, like way right, and I was it was about where I was, so I like was helping him look for it, and Cam came over like looking for it, and it was just a small interaction, but like. They're just like us. Like I mean, just shook his hand. Good luck for the tournament. Talk about that dude who hits it a long way. Uh, Ooh, but yeah, I mean, athletic. one thing. One thing that's neat about it too is just like when you see it there in person. Sometimes when I'm even at an event, I like to spend some of the time at the driving range, just seeing all the different players hit. Have you ever actually stood behind Jim Furyk when he swings? Like it's it's strange as hell.
0: But um, I mean, he rips it. I've no, I've never. No, I mean, I've seen him swing. I've seen him play live. I just have never really like, focused on him. I. So, yeah, Cam Champ I've never seen in real life, like, hit, but, I mean, but, like, you just see, like, how, I mean, he's one of those guys, when you look at, like, a Dustin Johnson, you look at him, you look at these guys that just are athletic, you know, Brooks Koepka, like, when these guys are just big, strong, athletic dudes, and when you see him in real life, like, I use the term, like, everybody's like, oh, Brooks is jacked, I'm like, if you see him in real life, he doesn't look any bigger than you, probably, you know what I mean?
1: I, no, I yeah, that, I actually thought that when I went to the U.S. Open and, um, it, uh, in 2016. I, I saw, who did I see? I saw someone in that first hole. Um, yeah, I saw Zach Johnson. He hooked the hell out of an iron. I was going to say, like... He, is, he's, he, was, he was a twig, and yeah. he was playing with Bryson before he was bulked up, and Bryson even looked small. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: obviously not now, but... They're not big guys, though. No. I remember I saw Rory... This was uh this was thirteen, two thousand thirteen. This was kind of after he wasn't Chunky Rory anymore. He won the US Open twenty eleven. He's a little pudgy at the time. Oh like yeah, the, this was like this hair. was before he went off. That that was
1: he went off in twenty fourteen.
0: But it was before twenty fourteen. Yeah.
1: This was so, yeah, I know I exactly saw,
0: he's playing the red the red Nike driver at that year, twenty thirteen. Well okay. So, well yes, yeah, so he ends up t- so twenty eleven he wins at Congressional. Right. Twenty twelve he won the open. Or was it thirteen? Mm, no. No. 2012,
1: he won the PGA at Kiowa. Then he won the PGA at oh, Valhalla in yeah, 2014. He's never won the Open. He hasn't won the Masters. He won the Open at... Oh, 14, he won the Open. Yeah. So I, he's won c- the PGA yeah, yeah, twice. Because yeah. He, he won the Open, the WGC, and the PGA like in succession that year. That was in for, that's for yeah, 14 That's fourteen. years? Yeah, because yeah. year. the
0: next year when he was supposed to defend at St. Andrews, he, he hurt himself. And he couldn't play. Correct. I don't. I don't have a lot of good memories of him winning the the British Open. I don't think I watched a lot of it, which seems crazy. Uh, like usually, I, like I remember him like glued and I don't, For some reason, I missed it.
1: Yeah. No, I remember. One thing I remember is like his mother was there, and like he had his mom out on the green, like when he won, and he was wearing like a pink hat and uh, like a pink shirt.
0: And didn't she have breast cancer? Yeah, yeah, I think
1: that I think that was that was that was what it was about. But I know both of his parents were there for that. I, I think it might have been. You know, I don't know why I, I want to say maybe Royal Burkdale, but I don't know 100%. Either way, well, um, he, you know, Rory is, I think he's due. I would love to see him win the Masters just to have the Grand Slam. Same with Phil. I don't think Phil will ever win a U.S. Open, but I would love to see him win one. Same with, I, I am sure Jordan will win a PGA at some point. Um, And I am sure other people will add to it as well. I'm sure Brooks Kepka will. Add to his number as well. He he's an animal. He he can hit the ball a mile, especially standing behind him. But he's injury prone.
0: Um, well, that's the thing, and I think I think um, I think with Rory, like, yeah, he's struggling right now, but he's he'll come back. Oh yeah, like I'm not like yeah, he's uh, he's got he's got the gray hair early. That's for sure. Yeah, he he's one that I would like to see. The Matt, man, he won't win this year. If if Rory wins the Masters this year, it's like, I mean, he's just so out of whack right now. That I mean, I could see it happening. I could definitely see it
1: happening because you know these two weeks just grinding out and these people just have they they just have random weeks sometimes. I mean, look at uh, if you look at Dustin Johnson, I'm pretty sure when he won, uh, uh, I could be wrong, but when he won the playoff event when he went 30 under, I'm pretty sure he missed the cut the next week
0: uh well the
1: the he won when he he went 30 under he won the i want to say it was
0: like the 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 deutsche bank maybe or like he won that it was the one out in boston yeah yeah it was the one where like every shot he hit was like inside 10 feet yeah i mean he was just sticking you imagine that like 30
1: number 30 under that's a staggering number to think about and
0: it wasn't 30 under like at a local muni this thing was like 30 under nobody was even close to him no and they're just because i think they've all said the two golfers if they're on and you, you if they're on and on and you can't touch them. Dustin Johnson's number one. If he's on, you're not touching him. Yeah. The second one I think would be Rory. Yeah. If they're on, you're not touching them. And because Rory can hit the home run, but Rory can also strike out. Dustin Johnson's gonna hit a home run. And then him might be if and he and then he's gonna hit doubles. and, like like and doubles. doubles. Yeah. Exactly. Like he doesn't strike out much. I mean, and if he strikes out, it's like yeah, I'm just tired. I'll be back next week. Next week comes back and pulls like a that's the
1: thing. He's first, second that, place. I think that's one of the biggest assets to him is his, his psyche. Like he does not get phased by anything. He's he's arguably the most like probably one of the most chill personalities I've seen on course. That's why I think that's another reason why I think Scheffler is going to do so well. However, I will say this: my buddy, who's a he's a pro down in Florida, he's a really good player. He played with Scotty at an event when they were amateurs, and um, he told me Scotty was uh, not the best dude to play with. Really? Yeah. Like like douche like kinda, or... yeah like kind of like hot headed like yeah oh dude, that way douche. I think he like walked off actually the uh but now my buddy who who plays he's he's uh, he's insane down in Florida he, he's a hell of a golfer I watched him shoot a a, a bad sixty seven at Craigwood
0: <laughs> oh your buddy yeah is, oh, what's his name again
1: Art Griffin yeah, yeah he's he's a hell of a player is he a bad sixty seven is he uh but it, it was a it was a great it was a great it was a great round to watch he's the kid that. Lives at Punta Gorda now. Not uh, Punta Gorda. Punta Vidra. Uh, yeah, yeah, he lives down
0: there. That's crazy. Yeah. That and was then, a good that was a good one this year, too. There,
1: there are a lot of, honestly, there's a lot of good sticks up there. My, my other friend from Saranac Lake, uh, Dustin Fisher, he's a hell of a player, too. Uh, they're good good, good players up in Lake Placid and Saranac Lake. And they live sure. down there? No. no, Fisher's up here still.
0: Um, well, that's the thing. I think those courses are a little more challenging. They really bring a lot out of you. Because, like, here, you can get away with just bombing it on sometimes getting like getting away with it like up there you can't on some of those holes it, you got a really honestly a lot yeah. of slope it, elevation you gotta a be a lot of tactical, slope, a
1: lot of elevation changes um i think the greens run a lot better up there than they do Quicker. down here yeah and i think well the slope to one a lot of those yeah things. yeah it's 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 definitely a challenge it's definitely a challenge um have
0: you have you hit yet this year
1: yeah no i've, I've actually got two rounds in this year Already. Oh, you've played two. I have played two rounds. I've, uh, I haven't. I mean, I've gone to the range. I would like to do that. I'd like to make that more of a priority this summer is to go to the range or hit balls every day. But I have played twice. I played at bluff twice so far. How was it? It was it was it was good. Uh, the first time uh, I well, actually, I've technically played three times. I played down in Schenectady for the first time, but I didn't have my clubs. So I didn't count that. But bluff actually wasn't too bad. It was actually really dry um, for, for the season. I will say that I mean, drier than it normally is this time of year. Uh, you know, I was satisfied with how I played. I definitely am hooking the ball right now uh, off the tee. It's, 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 I, I fight the hooks a lot. Um, so I'm going to, I'm trying to figure that out at the moment, but it was good overall. I was happy with how I played. I'm actually trying a new thing, a couple new things I'm implementing this year that I think are going to help. Um, and yeah, go on. <laughs>
0: Do you, do you want to tell those or no? Yeah, I can. I can oh, I was going to say, sure.
1: I mean, you keep those in your bag of tricks, Aaron. Oh, no, for sure. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say they're, they're in my bag of tricks. I'm going to see if they benefit me because it's not something I've normally ever done. Um, I definitely get too technical over the ball, be it off the tee or, you know, when I'm chipping or putting, I'll definitely, you know, have a bunch of swing thoughts. I'll try to be conscious of making a good stroke. Um, and I've, I've tried to do this before, but I've never implemented it for a full season so what I'm going to try to do is with putting and chipping is I'm going to try to make it more reactive. Think of it like a free throw. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you kind of look at, the, look at the hole or the basket, if you will, and, and let your body naturally align itself and then pull the trigger from there. I think the less you think, the better. And so far, it's been pretty effective. I also, this year, am going to... I it atrocious last year. So bad. Like, I, it was gross. So I'm going to try left-hand low this year, all year. Um, one thing that I... Like, I, I've read about that, or I'd, I'd seen somewhere, is that if you put your left hand low, it actually naturally aligns yourself. Uh, it naturally centers your body. Because if, you're, if your right hand is down, you kind of have a tendency to, op- to be set up a little open, which is mm-hmm. what I was doing. And you would cut across the ball sometimes, which is what I was doing. I, if I missed, I would either push it, or I, I, I'd more so push it if I missed, but I'd also sometimes cut across it and just yank it left. But anyway, um, that has helped me to kind of naturally stay centered i I felt more it's definitely weird because i'm not used to it yet i still have to gauge the speed of the greens but so far when i've tested it out going by the field um i've definitely been struggling on short putts but my lag putting's gone a lot better so we're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot of reps close in this year but i definitely think that not thinking about it has has worked better so far
0: so when i putted really well i i took it from rory because rory when he won in 2011 and like right around that time period if you go back and watch his pit, um when he was putting.
1: I can't tell you how many times I've watched his um congressional highlights from that year. I did the, the yeah. Oh.
0: The the one unreal. with uh the USGA one or whatever. Yeah. It's like 45 minutes long. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's his like what? So actually yeah, that and then there was a, another video. It was basically his final hole on congressional and his walk up uh and, and like his moment with his dad after and everything.
0: Oh, his dad dude is like I mean, Definitely father, looks like It's Father's
1: Day Sunday do, but he His always, dad's oh. a stick Do you know that? His dad's
0: like really? a scratch player Yeah Jerry? Yeah He always looks to me He looks like he just came out of the Irish pub and was like Agreed Like just got 100%. done having like Just got done having like a uh, What is it? Like a Bass Isn't Bass a beer over in Ireland? One of those European so beers? so not well versed when it comes to beers at all I just remember when I was a kid you'd go over and they had to like, you just had these like really Irish like not Irish but like European beers um, like Carlsberg and stuff So he ended up uh, no, so I'd watch that, and like that was the year I followed him. So you play, what, 72 holes? I probably watched Rory on 50 to 60 of those, those holes. 50 or 60 of those holes. Um, so the whole thing was... Oh, just a sec. <laughs> uh, so I probably watched him on like two-thirds of the holes, maybe, to, to three-quarters of the holes. Just because it was like he was there. So, like, when you see those highlights, I'm like, dude, I was there, saw that, remember that shot, like, live. Um, but if you go back to his putting then, and I think it was the year before or after, he didn't practice his putts. So, when you talk about being Why? instinctive. Just, no, no, no. You, no he went up. Went up. He would look around the hole. Then he would just get up, put the club behind the ball. And just go. And putt. He never took a practice stroke. Because I think it was just his way of trying to deal with, like, overthinking. So I was like, man, Rory doesn't practice, but I'm That's not going to practice. But so I, it was the same thing. Like you just don't think of it. So you just go up and it's re, like you said, it's reaction. Right. So it's like, yes, I get it. You can oh, like think, 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 think. But sometimes you just have to go up. It's like a gut instinct. Like right. have a good instinct, go up, line up, just put like where your gut tells you to put. And you just go for it. Pull the trigger. So sometimes when I'm not putting great or I get in a funk or I'm overthinking, last couple of years, I don't care. I, like my mindset when I play is like I'm outside having fun. I yeah. want your opinion on something else, too, after when I'm okay. to putting. Well, yeah, so my my thing, when I used to be very competitive and, like, playing, like, I was more strict, like, on what I was doing. I'd really focus on stuff. Now I'm like, you know what? Just go out. I don't really care. I'm not overthinking. I'm just trying to chip around, like, because my skill level's not as, like, where it should have been or where it was. Definitely where it should be because I don't practice, but, like, where it was. So my whole thing was that like, now I'm, like, trying to, like, simplify like I just I this, didn't is, care. this is
1: this is around 2011 this is when you oh, were, this is now this is now even yeah okay. like I'm
0: saying like now I just go out and like just hit because like last year was the first year I played consistently in close to 10 years so now I'm like slowly I've been to the range four times and it's April 1st like I haven't done this since I was in high school. Part of it is yeah. like just to get out and like right. have a little bit of rec time. No, I agree with you. I'm the same kind of way. I haven't started this
1: early, and I love it. It's it's. Dude, so I'm nice like it. I'm so, so excited. excited. Well, you know
0: why? Is because I have friends that can play now. Well, yeah, we like, gotta, get, was,
1: gotta get Jared and Ryan in here. Get little, oh, I know. you have been talking
0: about that's. what I'm saying like with the, with the insurance, like what's your gig like? Can you, can you sneak off and do early morning? Runs? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I could definitely do that. Uh, I can probably especially if especially if it pertains
1: to. Oh yeah, no, I would love to do that. That that's 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 the plan. And especially if it pertains to just getting like getting not only just picking your brains because I've been wanting to do that anyway all three of you but just hopefully not about golf not just no okay. I mean <laughs> I golf say, golf not... business networking all of that good stuff I mean you all I think well, you all are you know a success in what you do and I think to be able to you know be
0: around that is is, is cool so I appreciate the offer for yeah sure. so it'll be a 6 a.m. round done you get up beautiful 6 a.m. first one second one off the tee whatever we're usually back in office by 10 a.m. oh Galen so with my job right now um I mean, on average I'm getting up
1: three, four in the morning every day. Yeah, sometimes so that's sometimes on Mondays we have to be I think the early, the earliest since I've been at UPS, the earliest I've had to be there on a Monday morning is one in the morning.
0: Oh, that's pretty wild. So my whole So I'm definitely good with the six AM round. So so this whole week, so today's Thursday. So I got yeah. Thursday. Yeah, today's Thursday. So I was like, okay, not my my I used to wake up early and I'm like, I got to get back to early. Like a year ago, I was up at 430 every day. Would you consider j- yourself a morning person or are you more of a night owl? Morning person by far.
1: See, I wasn't until I became this job and I, until so, I had this job. And I got to say, I really appreciate
0: I, the fact that I am now. I, I can jam with both. I'm definitely more morning person. I feel way better with the morning person. I don't like staying up. So my thing was I wasn't going to bed as early as I should. Therefore, it sabotaged my morning. If you're going to bed eleven, eleven thirty, you can't get up at four or five in the morning. Right. If you I'd can sleep, get a nap in there. So I'd sleep in like six thirty, maybe even seven, and it was like I just felt behind because just sleeping I, in till seven. <laughs> I know. I, I just felt behind because like my thing is I like getting up, I like getting ahead of everything and just go. Especially in my business where like like today, <laughs> probably from about eight, nine in the morning to now it's like four ish or so a little bit after four, yep. my phone has been, I've been, I was on a call from on calls, like eight, multiple calls from like 10, 1030 this morning to pretty much the moment you walked in, like nonstop. I, I had to like not call a person or pick up a phone so I could eat today. Like that was just one of those days. That's, like, too, 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 too. that's what that's what happens when you're the face of the K. Well, the face of the K, not as good of your face with the beard, oh, I, I, come with on the mustache, now. but the whole, so the whole thing was, no, which is fine. But my problem is if I don't get up in the day and get through the stuff I need to get through, then, the rest of my day is just super chaotic. So my thing, I try to do what I call proactive work in the morning, reactive work in the second half of the day. Preactive work is everything I want to do. Second half of the day is anything that comes in. so text calls emails, whatever, voicemails i I try to do that after I get done the stuff I need to do
1: now as 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 you continue to you know as you continue to grow your business, expand, pull on pull on more um, more work, what do you do to? To, to effectively manage it? What works best for you to to say, okay, this is how I'm going to effectively manage this because just based off that, I mean, I can imagine you're, you're probably planning weeks if not months in advance at times.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, would, what
1: would you say you do to, to best manage your time when you
0: have all that on your plate? Getting up early helps. Sure. Um, so I've averaged Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this Thursday, this week, average 530 here in the office. Like I look yeah, at 430, that's, take that's a shower, in awesome. my car by like, Ten after five. The early bird gets the worm, they say. Yeah, so I'm like here. The girls usually show up around eight thirty. I probably work till nine thirty, uninterrupted, for four hours. Put some music on, podcast, have coffee, and just I'm just like working. I'm making things happen and like projects I want to work on, things I want to do, um, before it gets into like meetings sure. and calls and texts yeah. and emails and all the good jazz. And so-
1: because because it's this actually an interesting concept, um, that I think can relate. It's, it's something that Kobe Bryant used to. RIP Mamba, something that Kobe Bryant used to do is just basically the concept of of getting up early. I mean, if you get up early and you do, and you outwork, if you know other people's schedule and you're getting up before them and you're doing the things that you need to do before them, that's, that's going to compound how far ahead you are if you Mm -hmm. continually do that routine. And that concept to me is just, it's incredible. I mean, it really is true. If you really are willing to, to excel at something and you're putting in the time that other people aren't, I mean, it's that simple and it's that effective. And, and it just, the way he expressed
0: it was incredible. So when I, when I get up early consistently, now I'm not saying like, I'm, I'm great at this a year ago, year and a half ago, I was getting up four 30 every day for like four or five months, like consistently. And I was like, I was just like, a zone. like I was good. Things were good. I was getting stuff done. I was sure. proactive. I was like cruise control. COVID hit. Then I was like everybody else. I was like, you know what? I don't really have to wake up tomorrow. Like, you know, I got out of the routine because I didn't have a jam-packed day. So it was just like, oh, okay, I'll get up at, like, 7. I'll get up at 7.30. I'll, like, I don't have to, like, start work and do my projects. I have all day to do it because I have nothing else. You know what I mean? So I ended up getting sliding into, like, a bad habit. And then, so now if I get a schedule that's routine, I feel better. The morning routine, like, getting up at 4.30 for me, like, I'm done. I put the kids down, like, 9 o'clock. I'm ready to go just crash in bed and lay down. Like, by 9.30, I'm out. And I feel great because I'm exhausted. I'm like, let's go to bed. Like, so I get up at 4.30, and I'm trying to get into a habit. So right now, I'm like, get up at 4.30, get up at 4.30, do a couple weeks. Then it's like I'm going to start introducing, working out again because I yeah, haven't been doing layers, that consistently. Layers. But my thing is don't go like, don't go balls to the wall and just dump everything in one day and try to change everything. I'm like, you know you what? Can't. One you thing. Do it one get thing a habit. at a time. My habit is th- like, just gonna get up. Just gonna get up. Just gonna get up. And then once I get up, then I'm gonna switch it to like right now. I'm like, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna go. It's like part of me is my like energy level is slow. Like I ha- I got COVID. Like so COVID, like the actual COVID wasn't the wasn't terrible. Like my reaction, I had symptoms, but it wasn't like it was like a mild flu. But the the brain fog, the, the tiredness, like the weeks leading after it, fatigue, that's been the hardest part. So for me, like sure. I don't really want to get up and like go work out in the morning. So my thing is like if I can get up and I can just go to the office where I don't have to do anything physical, but it's more just like getting in the routine of there, working on projects, I'm like good use of my time. And then I'll start adding in more of the physical stuff. So so that's like the morning. The rest of the stuff, like staying organized, I don't know, man. I like I'm I, A lot of notes... Look, a I'm a, of, I I'm a big note, fan of post-it notes. No, oh, no, 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 I shouldn't say note-taking. A lot of like emails to myself, a lot of screen pictures emailed to myself because my memory sucks. So it's like, if I if you called me, perfect example. I probably if you ask Nick, um, I bet you I send myself or her twenty emails a day that are correspondence with people. Meaning, like, if you text me and said, Hey, can you check on that? Be like, Yep, screenshot, boom, email myself or email Nick. Can you do that or email myself to do it later? Like, if I go through gotcha. my email, like, I'm, and she goes through my email. So, like, I can already tell screenshot, screenshot, sent that to myself today. Some more stuff coming in. Like, yep. So, I mean, if I, if I'm just going through some of these, like, just random screenshots, this one's about something for one of my rental units. This one's for, Something I got to do for someone for getting him into something for which like networking thing. So like it's just constantly like – because I'll, I'll forget it. I won't remember that stuff. So it's like I'm always sending stuff to my sure. people. So
1: that, that, You know what? I think the that's more, the only way I can do it. Honestly, I think that's a great way to do it. Just constant reminders to yourself and, and, and just keeping it keeping it present is a good way to remember it. That's why I live and die by sticky notes. I, I have to have a supply of those now. It's like, it's so like. So you're a,
0: like, you're like paper on sticky note. Oh, yeah. Really? I
1: mean so, I mean, I, I'll tell you this. I don't know if you knew this. Um, I don't know if you use one either. I use registers, I use check registers. Like, I actually use eight of them actively.
0: Wait, when you say check registers. Like, you, when they say balance a checkbook, right? That's the little booklet that comes with the right. checks. Oh, yeah. I, I use those too.
1: I don't use checks at all, but I, I love registers. I live and die by
0: those things. How do you get rid of. so? You don't have checks at all.
1: I don't like checks,
0: no. I mean, you don't like them or you don't use them? Both. Okay, I don't like them. I use them because sometimes I have to. Uh, See, for me, just having been in banking for
1: as long as I I was, to me, I just kind of developed a way of handling my finances that works for me. Uh, The reason why I don't like checks, I totally get that some people have to use them. The reason why I don't like checks is because I've seen too many issues where someone are uh will sending it, send it in the mail or they'll send it to, to pay something which is totally fine totally viable but i can't tell you how many times i've seen it get lost in the mail and customers have to file a stop pay or um you know as a result it just as like things just don't go well and I, i've seen it happen too many times and i've seen it happen in situations that it's too important and it, it really costs the person that it happens to what so for me my 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 solution for it if i have to send it through the mail i try to do it electronically i don't like sending things through the mail but if i have to do something like that for example like my rent i get uh i usually get a money order or a bank check to me it's, a, it's an instantaneous debit you know the funds are out of your account don't have to worry about it whereas with a check you have to wait for the person to handle it and have wait for that check to be processed for the funds to clear so for, i like the fact that it's an instantaneous
0: debit so my thing is i always 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 do electronic payment and anything same auto pay well i'm, I'm my, my first thing is electronic auto pay Yes. Set it and forget a lot, it. A lot
1: of times, set it and forget it. That that yeah. is like a rule of thumb to as far as automating investments, automating
0: savings. Mm-hmm. Um, set it and forget it is, is huge. Yeah. Like I like I give my my investment accounts are automatic payments each month. I have it just set out. You know what I mean? Like I have it scheduled, it just goes out. I don't pay it. Sure. So it's just, I just it leaves my account. I don't think about it. I don't have to like, I don't fall behind on it. It's just there.
1: No, and, and but, the thing is too, using those registers, you're actively aware of where it is. Are you, are you, would you say you're actively aware of where it is most times? What do you mean actively aware? Like you're aware of where
0: each penny is essentially. I'm terrible at that. Oh yeah? Terrible. That's one thing I, so this is my thing when it comes to money. I, I could talk personal finance
1: and money all day. It's it's just one of those. It's another one of those passions of mine that I think, just the, the things that I've seen are actually really cool. So
0: I might like, okay. This is gonna get this is gonna get real right now. Let's so go. Let's do it. This this okay. So this is my money.
1: Let's hear it. I want to hear it. Give me your viewpoints. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay.
0: And any any I, I, um, info you can give is great. Retired no, I love tips. it. This is so awesome. My this is how I've always been with money. I have an idea how much money I have, like, n- whatever you call it, net worth or how sure. much I actually have. I'm aware of Oh, that.
1: man. I'll tell you. I couldn't tell you what my net worth is. I could tell well, you what, I mean, like...
0: not like... But I'm saying, like... Like,
1: like right, in the account. In I the should bank.
0: say net worth. That's probably not saying... I, I'm aware of, like, how much money I have access to. Right. So let's right. call it that. Not yeah, money yeah. Worth. Money I have access to. So then it's like, okay, I got that. I... I'm trying, I'm, I'm going, so the reason I'm kind of like staring up in the space One, this, I always do that. But two, I'm thinking of like back when I was a kid, like sure, like, Hell so when yeah. I was a kid, I didn't spend money on a lot of stuff. I'd save money because oh, one, I'm like, I'm not a big spender <sighs> on stuff. Complete opposite for me. So you just Complete. spent, you just oh like pissed through God. money like crazy.
1: No, I had, I didn't if think. If you got
0: 10 bucks, 10 bucks was
1: gone. D- no, I can't tell you. I easily spent like hundreds of dollars on like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and, and, and crap just that didn't stuff. really, oh my God. Yeah. I remember one time. I mean that back then, you know, when you're a kid, you think twenty dollars is everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember one time uh, I spent. I had I think thirty, like thirty five, forty dollars to spend, and I spent the whole thing on Yu Gi Oh cards, trying to get this one specific card. And the last pack that I happened to pull from that box, I got the card, which was great. It was but worth it. For, it was. It was <laughs> to me at the time. I loved it. Um, but yeah, no, I used to. I can't tell you how many times I had to do. So, I had to like pay like overdraft fees back then because oh. I just. I was not I didn't have a good handle on it at all so okay so there was a specific situation that changed it all for me
0: do you want to say that first sure the specific
1: situation that changed it all for me was um in college I had I didn't have I blew through everything I'd made over in the summer in one semester this was junior year and so I blew through everything I made that summer I didn't have a job lined up like I wasn't working at the time at school and I went to get my car inspected and my car didn't pass inspection it turns out that i needed a 900 hundred dollar repair and at the time i didn't have i was still kind of like i didn't have a a good it was still pretty fresh as far as being available to access credit and everything but i had to almost max out the uh, the small credit card that i had at the time to uh to pay for it which was fine like you know i had to pass inspection but here i am now I, i look i thought i realized here i am now i blew through everything i had in the the fall i now have a damn near maxed out credit card and i have no source of income like i am the epitome of a broke college kid and to me it was just so uncomfortable of a situation to be in that i vowed to myself you know what like i'm I'm gonna make sure this never happens once i once i'm starting working and once i have it as a source of income i'm gonna make sure this never happens again and since then i've been been i wasn't i wasn't too anal about it through school when I started working at, at the bank outside of school, that's when I really started to, to take control of things. And How, that's, At what age? Uh, I was about t- 20. So I started working at the bank at 21, but I had started to take control of it a little prior because I'd worked for them senior year of school, like on break and stuff like that. Uh, but I was about 21, 22, when I was like, you know what, I really need to, to, to switch things up, here. up and, here. And and now I've, I've found some really creative ways to... You know, mitigate your debt. I've, I've found different ways to to save that. I mean, because if you keep money in a bank, no disrespect to them, but if you keep money in a bank, you're going to lose it to inflation year over year. I mean, uh, to me, oh yeah, so there's not enough. No, yeah. I mean, point zero five percent. That's that's asinine, if you ask me.
0: So, um, when I was a, so when I was a kid, saved money, didn't really spend it. Like, oh, okay. I didn't spend money. I, I wish I could say like I just, I just, <laughs> but I'm not. A, I'm one of those people. There's not a lot of stuff that I want material wise there's not a lot right. of material stuff that i want need whatever I'm pretty, right. i'm pretty low need for stuff are you familiar with the concept of minimalism yes i'm not a minimalist at all uh i wish i was kind of i would say I'm, I'm a hybrid i would i try to adapt certain aspects of it to my life but others not if, so much if i was a single dude myself yes i'd own next to nothing Right. I got... You got a family, I got a family, three kids. We have crap. It's like like every other family. So... That's it, though. That's fine. We get to the point where I'm like, why do we have... Like, why? And... and, Right. um, I mean, even looking at my office, like, a lot of it's like trinkets. But if you were, like, really broke down... No,
1: no, no. See, the thing is with this office, this is... This office is don't let him don't let him fool you this office is fantastic anyone that's been in here i'm sure can attest to it um especially with the green couch it's
0: controlled chaos that's what i call it i understand that's a I know great, where everything that's is. great way to call it i know where everything is same thing my, when i was a kid i knew everything in my room was in piles but i knew exactly if you want me ask me something my father's the same way could go to it um he but, knows he
1: knows where all this stuff is no matter where it is yeah like same no matter what
0: i got like the what was a dewey decimal system like in my head of all my crap like i i know what um but i i was always good i started working my first working job was 14. Prior to that, I was mowing lawns. I was probably doing mowing lawns and stuff since I was like 9, 10 years old. So I always had Good for you. Had You had that, you had that entrepreneurial spirit. I always had stuff. Actually, I posted a photo, I don't know, a month or two ago on Instagram, and I'm sitting there slinging, uh, schlepping a uh, lemonade. Lemonade back in you the day. You know what? I think. Did you ever see that one? I think I did. Press Republican. Made the press. And I remember actually trying to sell. This is pretty wild of me. Pretty Ballsy of me, if you ask. I would go into the lake. I would pull out these old rocks that had like little, like seashell, like imprints, like fossils. And I went to the side of the road trying to sell them to people trying to send Oh, sell oh my road. god! Like these, <laughs> and then they were like little things. I'm talking like you had to like they were probably this big. Like I did in my you, head, did you I, anyone to bite? I mean, man, maybe somebody might did it. Just been like, dude, kid, like sure, but I'll, like I'll help you out. a bad, man, but here's like five <laughs> bucks. But no so Typically, like I'm thinking, it was probably at the time it felt like that, but it realistically, it was probably like, probably a rock about this size and yeah, probably about this size. I remember it was like a fairly big rock. I had to like lean up on something. So I had like these little fossils on it and I remember trying to sell it side of the road, like a lemonade stand. People would roll down, this kid got a lemonade. I'm like, no, I'm selling fossil rocks out of the lake trying to like, Rock, I just pulled rocks out of the lake. It was the stupidest thing ever. That's like, that's. See, you got to respect the
1: hustle, though. The hustle was there. The, the hustle. The, the na- hustle na- was, na- 100%
0: was the Nia or whatever it is called. Like I really thought people were going to th- think these things were as cool as I thought. as like an eight eight. But that's eight the thing, and even, I think see even as eight-year-old exhibiting that that's kind of the thing when you go into any any
1: sort of entrepreneurial business you have to have that confidence you have to dude, exhibit that confidence man i was oh going, i could
0: i'm sure dude i was going hard and if you look at that lemonade one i think i had like i don't know like a mickey shirt on like i was going hard in the paint i got a cheesy hat on i was I gotta find it It's on your, it's on your instagram? instagram you'll see it i haven't been posting a lot lately but it's like probably within the last month um month or two it's like an old black and white photo it's faded out. It's me and my sister. Oh, so,
1: yeah, right here. There it is. That's yeah, the one right Yo. there, my man. Going
0: hard. Going hard. <laughs> uh, I think it was like 97 or something like that. So Been grinding since the 90s. Since the 90s, man. Just, just turning lemons love into lemonade. It. I love um, it, man. So I always worked, whatever. Did, did fine. I went, okay, so perfect example. High school, I started reading. My, I had one teacher in high school that taught us like a – he taught us a, the class was sociology, but he did like a month on just like adult, like a call it like adulting one-on-one. Now here you are, I'm 18 years old in college. He's going over first time again, 18. I've never even heard of retirement accounts. I've never even heard of different kind of life right. insurance, right. all this stuff that is so important now that is not even told to you. And you're going out and like, you now are, I'm an adult at this point, legal adult, and I have no clue what any of this existed. So my senior year of high school, I started learning about retirement accounts. I've started learning about compound interest. I've learned about like the all... eighth wonder
1: of the world, uh, compound interest. Yes.
0: I've learned about all that stuff. Then I started reading books like Rich Dad Poor Dad and all these books that yep. if you've never read that, it's a ph- fantastic. Book. I had the audio book. Do you? Nice. Yeah. Um, so you start. I'm searching. I know it's up on my shelf somewhere. So yeah, there it is. So so then I started like understanding this. So I went to Plattsburgh State. Only college I applied to, got in, and I had a scholarship. And I had a scholarship for room and board, and I stayed home to save money. I stayed home. To Smart, s- man. This is what happened. My See, No, that's my what I'm trying to
1: pitch on my brother right now because he's a, he's a senior going to school. Yeah. So dude. I'm, I'm trying to tell him, like, hey, if you can if you can do that just to kind of save yourself financially, it's worth it. But, again, do what you want to do. Like, I respect that.
0: Part of me even thought I should have went to, like, Clinton Community and saved even more money. And but then still, went. I think the so, movie made is brilliant. So what happened was I came out. Graduated, what, 21 years old? No student debt. Never had a student debt. So I was Beautiful. like, that, so I'm going in. I'm That's like, huge. I'm going to get out of college. Awesome. I'm having zero debt. I'm going to get ahead, blah, blah, blah. So that was me. Like, I've always been very, like, at low expenses the best I can. Sure. Um, now, what happened was, when you talk about, do you know where every nickel and dime and everything goes? Like, there was a couple years, like, in my early to, like, 23, 24 years when my my expenses started to jump up, but my like activity level wasn't matching my expense level, right. like I was like, okay, I'm good. Like I'm gonna work this hard. I'm above my my means. Well, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, kid, now you got like car payments and insurance, and all of a sudden those are big jumps each month. And I'm like, oh shit! Like I gotta go here. Like, and I remember it was probably around 2013, 14, where I was like pumping like that's when i was like my real estate went like through the roof because i was like it was almost like someone was holding like a like holding to the flames and you're like okay i gotta go the other way and then i started like busting my ass to get out of that situation because i was like back up against the wall like you got to like grow up or you're getting out you're going out of real estate you're gonna have to go like do an hourly job somewhere that you hate i'm not doing that so i like grind it out but but so you in the struggle correct and the the whole idea of that is when you talk about nickel and diming, I look at it is I'm aware of my spending habits. I'm not aware of the exact dollar amounts. I guarantee you, if I go through my bank right. statement, is there monthly subscription charges I'm getting that I could probably save 100 bucks a month, 100. percent I guarantee you I could go in and do it. I I'm not one right nickel and dime stuff because my in my head, which and just a sec. No, get that. Of course, water there, man. <laughs> need too it. Too much need coffee need today. It so the whole idea is I don't say I don't do it because it's not like oh can't use like save the money no 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 that I should be doing that I just the reason I don't because in my mind you know when people like nickel and dime stuff and they just they like they're to the point where it's just like almost uncomfortable like hey man like split this split that half and half and I'm yeah. like yes we all did it when mm-hmm. we were in high school and stuff I got to the point though where I was like you know what i'm gonna go in with like an abundance mindset like i'm gonna always just be like you know what i got com- if i need money i can make money if i'm confident i'm confident in myself i can grow i can get better i can work hard i would rather be put at a disadvantage and put you at a disadvantage because i know what i'm capable of. i know i can climb out of that hole and i don't want to put someone else in a hole so if i was like no i got it i'll pay for it the amount of stuff I hate owing people anything. Oh, me too. If you, Drives g- me if you crazy. gave me money and I had to ask you for money or spot me money, I would spend it. Then I would go out of my way to go get money out of the ATM bank, whatever, and give it back to you. Like literally as soon as I physically could, because I hate even like, yeah, if you ask me like, Hey man, I don't think anybody's ever had to ask me like, Hey man, do you have that? Because nobody wants to say, like, "Hey man, do you have that twenty bucks that I lent you?" Are you got to no, pay it back. No, it's, it's an because un- you extreme. never want you know, like, to out. talk so about, I was like, I sure as hell don't want anybody. And I don't, I honestly don't know if anybody's ever said, "Hey man, you owe me money." I think I'm so like, uh, that to me is like I'm putting someone out. Like I'm, pu- mm-hmm. I'm doing something to that person. Uh, twenty bucks. I don't know. Maybe they need that twenty bucks, and they're just too nice to tell me they they can't they can't lend it, so they lend it. I'm like, you know what? Don't want to do that. So. When I talk about spending habits, I'm aware of what I'm spending. If I find out that I'm spending money on dumb stuff, then I just say, you know what, I'm going to stop spending money on dumb stuff. I don't spend the dollar amount; it's just the it's the right. it's the action of spending versus what I'm actually spending money, like the actual dollar amount. It's the action of I'm buying dumb shit. Stop buying that. Like usually, the stuff I buy is stuff that I look at. If I buy this. Is it going to be an investment back into myself or my business? Yeah, that is a great way to look at it. And anything. This whole thing, great. This arm thing that I'm trying to get new, I'll go into it after. I've already talked about it before with the table, blah, blah, blah. But these things were cheap when I bought them. I bought, this is pretty high end. The mics were high end. This arm was not very good. Uh, These headphones aren't very good. So I bought the nicer ones that I'm kind of like, I'm going, like working through. Reinvesting in the business is important. this, this, don't even think twice. I just buy it. Bought it buy I need to buy a computer, I need to buy a camera. I just buy it because I'm like I know it go it's it's an investment. Golf clubs? Bought golf clubs last year we I said? I was just about
1: to ask about I go that. on
0: th- you were the one told me about three ball. I went and bought my clubs used because I'm like I don't even want to spend full price on golf clubs because yeah. or did I tell you were the one that told me about that.
1: Yeah. Like, All right, who- I told you well I second swing, MG golf three ball three ball no you did you tell me about three ball
0: i told you about i think
1: you told me about three ball what did i just tell the other day about it and they're like dude my my day is was that you it might have been because i remember i was like i told you that i was considering looking for new irons which i still am
0: um and no no it was a client of mine i I sent it to him even so yeah you directed me to that site i remember dude it's dope so i even bought my golf club secondhand because i'm like you know what that may it's not an investment in myself it's i want it i haven't bought clubs in over 10 years i'm gonna buy them and but my thing is i'm not like I I will spend money on – if I think it's an investment, I will spend money on experiences and I will spend money on stuff that I think adds investment in myself in regards to um, recovery or mental health or something like that. Like if I'm like, you know what? I want to go out tonight and have a nice dinner and I want to have some drinks with friends or – I mean this hasn't – I have kids. So let's be honest. This hasn't happened in a while. But if I wanted to go do something and I'm like, you know what? I just need a night to just go hang out with some people and just relax. Like I will spend money on that. I will spend I'm not one where I don't I don't nickel and dime stuff and I don't want to say like if you're like, hey man, do you want to go play that golf course? I'm like, you know what? No, I'm gonna go do that. It's a nice golf course. I'm gonna spend the extra money to go play it because to me it's an experience. To me it'll be fun, it'll be memorable. Um, you know, and I don't want to live like, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. And and now I get it, some people can't. Some people financially like I get it cuz you got a budget. My sure. idea is like I'm like everybody else. I got a budget, but I know myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bust my ass to make sure that I c- I can afford to have those experiences because I don't want to go through life saying ah, I can't do it. That's my, no so that, I don't, that growth mindset right there is it, yeah. that's exactly
1: what you need to have. Yeah. And and I think I mean you, clearly you exhibited it from an early age. We talked about that and I'd have I'd have to agree with you with everything you're saying. I I used to you know, I used to nickel and dime it to the extent where I just got too obsessed with it, and it, it it was detrimental. Now I've I've done it to the point where I can do these things somewhat passively, so I don't have to overly manage it. It's like you said, building that habit, and I got into the habit of checking those regularly. I've been doing it now for years, but um, that that's exactly how you have to go about it. You know, you know, it, it's it's if it's an investment in yourself, be it an experience, whatnot, it's, it's absolutely worth it. That's something I'm still working on today. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you're absolutely right. I, I think you're. It's a great cool. a great way to look at it. There's also the idea of like buying stuff that make you happy. Like uh, I golf think, clubs. I yeah. bought golf clubs because I'm saying like if I was to buy – say you were to buy something dumb where you're like, man, why did I buy – I don't – th- think of something that so – take a bicycle. Maybe you ride the bicycle like twice a year, three times a year. You don't really need a really high-end bicycle. You're on it. It's not that big of a deal. I look at it as you golf – how many times per year? Buy some nice golf clubs and have fun. For like, sure. like don't don't feel like you're skimping. Or the other thing I look at too is like, man, I can buy this for five hundred, but I can get something really nice for seven hundred. I'm buying the seven hundred. Right. I'm buying the quality because I know I'm always gonna be like, man, why did I cheap out on? It? If I'm spending five, just spend seven. It's actually really amazing want. the scale at, at how how different that is.
1: So for example, I went and bought tape scotch tape one time mm-hmm. and i found some that was 97 cents versus the, the like, best
0: worst 97 or worst tape you ever bought worst tape i ever bought Lived up the 97 Rolled, roll didn't stay on at all and at that point
1: i was like okay you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna buy the, the extra tape for two thirty nine dollars or whatever the yeah. hell it is like definitely making those investments or, or thinking about it that way is is a good way to look at it it kind of helps to motivate you as well Helps you to push you towards a goal you have, yeah. So, I think investing you in should that- actually see what I just sent you on your phone. It's a neat little app that uh, we can get into, but I'll get into that if you have any questions about it.
0: Oh, you know what was funny? Never mind. I <laughs> never mind. Uh, you gotta say it. I, what one of our mutual friends wrote something like nice peach cobbler, and I thought it was what you sent me, and I don't know what was sent, it was probably some meme or something. And I don't know what it was. I just that's the first thing I thought, and I thought <laughs> it was from you. And I was like, wait, what? Um, open free FDIC insured. So cities? yeah, it's an app. Okay.
1: It's an app called Yada. It's it's really neat. Like kind of looking around to see. So what's kind of neat about that is it is FDIC insured. I mean, I'm it's up to a quarter of a million. Like I don't, I wouldn't have a quarter of a million dollars in there if I had that much money. But what's neat about it is it offers a base rate that's higher than anything in a bank. It offers a base rate of point zero of a uh, point two. But there's a there's kind of like a prize incentive to it. It's it's kind of like a lottery built within the app. Mm-hmm. So it's, it runs similar to the Powerball. Um, if you know you have tickets per how many how much money you save. Um, so for every twenty five dollars you save, you get a ticket, and these tickets are recurring every week. Um, and it's essentially like like a Powerball built within the app. It's called the Yadaball. Ball. Okay. And there's a number that's drawn every day. Um, if you match all the numbers, you can win up to ten million dollars. We did. There was one person who matched six of seven. He ended up winning a Tesla. But if you match numbers or if you match a certain amount, you you earn prizes that are they can be decent, but I won like for I won seven bucks one time, but you win marginal stuff, um, like quarter, fifteen cents, you know, sixty cents here and there. and that coupled with the point two percent, yeah, as more people use the platform, that rate's projected to go down. but it amounts to be a really competitive rate compared to any savings account that's around. So I've used it for a while now. I think it's a really neat thing, and I think the fact that you know it kind of helps it's kind of aiming to save people from. Spending money on the lottery, you, I, you kind of play this lottery. The more you save, so and, this is my thought on: Would you want to win? Would you want to win the lottery? Would I want to win the lottery? Um, see, you know that's actually a hard question because I've definitely read, I've done research on people that have won the lottery and how it's destroyed their lives. Some not so much, but I would say if I had to, yeah, I would like to win the lottery just because. I think I have enough know-how to really set myself up, not just just me, but my family for generations. Mm-hmm. I do think that it would it would cause me to really have to reevaluate certain friendships just based on the sudden wealth that I would attain. But at the same time, I think overall I have enough know-how to wear the pros that outweigh the cons, and that's just what I say now. Sure, when I win it, if I were to win it, it'd be a different story because I now have all that. But if I had to guess, I would say I would I would take it because I could
0: I could do I would do some good. So my thing with lottery one I don't want to win the lottery. I never play it either though. Okay, so this is my thing. I don't want to win the lottery because my thing is if I won I like the I like the day-to-day like challenge of, of trying like, to like growing. I do. I love it. Like I don't like I think I'm one of those guys like I don't like the end result. I just like like I like the climb of it. No, you know what? I think I'd have to agree with you to
1: an extent. I think if I were to have the luxury of, of even ever winning, that would allow me to pursue other things. I wouldn't otherwise be able to, to be able to continue to grow. Cause it's
0: not like you don't want to be stagnant ever. Correct. So if I won the lottery, I think it would be me going from like a certain level to a certain level quicker and then and i know this sounds weird and maybe i don't know i haven't won ever won the lottery so maybe this is just totally but i've thought about this like to the point where same i'm sure everybody has like if i won the lottery i think i would be disappointed because i would lose that i would lose that climb i would lose that journey almost like they're taking an experience away that i enjoy so much every day that like yeah you don't have to work anymore you don't have to do anything anymore here's all this money i'm like like i'm almost like I guess cool, but it takes away like that. It takes like away that's you like know, my enjoyment stuff. Your,
1: like it takes away the sweat equity. Like it I takes love away like the hard at four thirty,
0: getting here at five thirty, grinding it out by yeah. nine thirty, and like I love that and aspect. Ultimately,
1: what you have for yourself too. I mean, you love what you do every day. Mm-hmm. You get up with with gusto and you want to attack the day with a plum. And I think for everyone to, to be able to find that in any career is that that is one of the most rewarding things. And I well, think that's what makes the grind that much better.
0: But I, okay, so, well, yes, no, I agree, and that's that would be the problem. That I would hate. Number two, I don't play the lottery ever. Like, I, I I don't play the lottery. No, me neither. Because I don't want to win the lottery. Right. I know this sounds like crazy. People are like, well, that's crazy. I'm like, I literally don't want to win the lottery. Now, if I did win the lottery, win a lottery. Like, like remember when the Powerball was like a billion dollars or something stupid like a few, like oh, yeah. four or five years ago? Oh, yeah. I bought one ticket. Just for the hell of it. Same. And I was like, whatever. The I'll rule. The
1: rule is for me. I think anything over two hundred k, I'll play. My my thing is like two hundred mil. You mean? Uh, yeah, two hundred mil. Two hundred Like two hundred k, you probably play every day. Two hundred mil. Two hundred <laughs> mil.
0: So, but yeah. So it was like, and the only reason I bought it was because it was like, it started to become like Powerball is always out there. You can always go buy a Powerball. Sure. But when it gets to a certain level and you start hearing the buzz and you start seeing it on the news, then I'm like, oh. Oh, the, so the Powerball is like really big right now. So then I'll go and I might buy one ticket for the for the whole purpose of you can't win unless you're in the game. So I'm like, well, I'll put one in. The only reason I say I do that is because one, it's like now like national whatever thing. But in my head, this is what I would do if I won the lottery. In my head. Now granted, I haven't ever won the lottery. If I won, it could be right. totally different. No,
1: place. I've thought about it too. I thought about what it too. would you. What would you do if I won the lottery? In an ideal world, I'm sure, I would love to play golf every day. So all day. if we say, I play a lot of exotic courses, we say courses. the Powerballs.
0: Like let's say the Powerballs. Yeah, Ball set is a eight, figure. Let's say it's eight hundred mil. Eight hundred mil. You're gonna blow so through taxes. You're gonna get four hundred mil. Four
1: hundred after. mil after it. So I'd probably take. I mean, I would certainly take a portion of that and, and set up a trust or get it to work for me just to compound because that's a, a sizable amount. I mean, geez, if you kept even. You, you could get so much of that to work for you in, in a good way. But if I had to be realistic, I would play a lot of golf and I would like to be a VC slash philanthropist. That would be, I would
0: so want to do some good if I had that opportunity. So if I had, yeah. So if I had 400, let's say I get 400 in. First thing I'm doing, I've already, I've literally thought about this. So first thing I'm doing is I'm calling like my people in my life and being like attorney, accountant finance guy i'm calling all my like people i trust that are buddies of mine that handle all my stuff we're sitting down in a room gotta set a plan and i'm figuring out okay this thing's coming in what legally because again i haven't looked into this stuff fully but what legally do i have to do right now what's the best thing set up this do this do that okay we're doing it right now boom 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 it's coming in then a lot of ways you can go then yes so then i would end up from that and again if somebody's way smarter than this you can Whatever, but this is my thought. I'm sure this needs more polishing, but would be first thing is get a group of advisors to help you out. And like my advisors would be local dudes that are like, like friends of mine, like I trust. Sure. So then we would do that. I would probably set up some type of trust. So I know I was, I would always be fine where I wouldn't necessarily have to work to make an income, meaning I would, my income would come from that, but i think you could take a portion of it
1: and put it in something conservative where you could i mean because you're gonna have so much to work with you could put it in something conservative where it
0: draws off you, you live off the interest only and it's let's say it. i just want to live off the interest right so my interest it pays me and then i would think that it would pay me to run how to run that money my job would be to make sure that money is distributed in a way that i would i would try to put every single dime now i know that's non-realistic back into our local area so i would take every I would literally set up stuff. I would set up like groups, groups, like a board group of people that I thought could like handle it for multiple ways. Then it'd be like, okay, schools, hospitals, churches, businesses, nonprofits, people, everybody's getting something. Let's figure out how we divvy this up. let f- Let's fix, but it's like we're diving into everything for sure. Like everything's you're, going. You're, in. you're
1: you're you're making impact,
0: dude. Even I would. Than you already but but, I, but this is the thing. If I win the lottery, this is i I've, I've God, I've thought about this. If you win the lottery, you won it purely on luck. Oh yeah. There's no, skill. there's no skill whatsoever. So if I won the lottery, that doesn't make me any better than I was. 24 hours ago when I was the same person so if you get all this money you should don't turn into a douchebag because you got lucky and got the money so my thing is like I don't want it I don't want the money I want it because I got it for everybody that's around here so then I could say like dude like Clinton County just got a 400,000 or 400 million dollar grant or whatever you want to call it and right. then the only reason I put it in the trust is so I could then manage, that'd be my like my in or my salary salary to manage the use of that money. So then it just becomes this like massive like philanthropical like working of the cash. So I I would I don't want to win the lottery, but then I think if I won the lottery, my existence would go into a totally different like it would go into a totally different realm. Oh yeah! But then I would your, your that, mindset would shift. But then I would use that as the grind of like I don't think like I don't. You're the s- kind of person
1: that's gonna no matter what you're doing.
0: Like if if you were to drop real estate
1: today or tomorrow, and you were to say, you know what, I'm gonna go, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go be an accountant, like something like that, mm-hmm. randomly. Any, anything you want to pursue, you're the kind of person that you're gonna go full in. Like you're gonna go. You're gonna oh go yeah, I get obsessive. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not a that's not a bad way to be. Yeah, like,
0: I mean, I would go like not a bad way to be.
1: And in certain yeah, aspects. Yeah, dude.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I I get. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think if I want the lottery thing for me, though, again, I've thought about it. it. It's definitely something that if I if I was to get it, I would go like. It would be fun. It would be fun figuring out where to put it because even like a million dollars to, which is not a ton, but like. Even you grand around four hundred. But if you got four hundred million and you're putting it into. Like, not every, it's not, I would not go and say, okay, how many people in Clinton County? Divide by 400. Okay, everybody's gonna get 20 grand. Like, I'm not gonna do that because that's not, but it's like, okay, we're gonna go in and put it in um, places that is going to be able, people are gonna be able to use that to make, do better. So it's like, okay, got a lot of money. Um, Do we put it, do we rebuild up infrastructures of certain things? Do we put it into education stuff? Do we put it into health stuff? Do we put it into, like, Things that are going to be long term, where it's like we're going to give this a base, and then you guys are going to now take that kind of like extra boost and make good on it. We're not just going to give you money to go spend wherever. Right. I so, think.
1: I think you could. I mean, I'm assuming too. Depending on where you'd want to allocate it, you'd want to gauge public interest as to where. Yes, for opt- sure. Optimally, the best. So place I would. To put it I
0: wouldn't. I would get a quick board of advisors that would advise me how to best set up everything. Then I would get a group of people that I thought locally, like have a background in that and then also understand and are in it for the right reasons and are like no no no, that they deserve it they get it they should have it this is better that like and really just put all the money in now grant 400 million dollars could that be gone in a couple years maybe but that's where it kind of comes in like how do you invest it in trust and like how do you always have money coming in like could you put in trust and each year you have like a million more or more i don't know what like how much you would actually get returned but like could you get five to 10 million come in every year? It it's like five to $10 million throughout every year would be a lot of money when you have it. Oh my. Oh yeah. When you make it work for sure for, for an area like this, where it's like, hell, if you give, if you even give like, I don't know, give like, a
1: quarter, give a hundred million, you're left with 300 million left over. Like, and then you could break down that hundred million and you could distribute it 20 different ways. Or you could distribute it ten different ways and give them that fixed fit that Because that
0: you could find a hundred hundred things in the area and give them a million dollars. Oh I, but it's like but that's the thing. Like I would sit there and just like now granted, that I would be that would be like imagine a, the game in itself that would be. Trying to figure that out. Well that's what that's where my that's why I'm saying that I would just that would be my all consuming thing of like oh, how yeah. can we best like that would be but then so it'd be, unique. But then it's like it's it's fun because you're, you're obviously like getting like like yes, you got lucky and you won, but I'm like, if I can get lucky and I can just use it and let it you like Impact a hundred thousand people. That's what I'd rather do. Right, for you know, sure. like, like and, one and, person, and, like, and
1: that's it. a really, that's a really great way to look at it. I mean, there are other people that certainly
0: wouldn't think that way. So, I mean, it, I, I, yeah, I get to the point. Like, I, I think in my head, I have no desire. Like, would it be cool to get a yacht and sail around the freaking Mediterranean and like all that? Maybe I don't like sitting down in the sun, dude. I'm like, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I would rather like. Go play St Andrews. Like, so would I, for like sure. I'll spend three, four hundred bucks play St Andrews or, or versus like, like, like
1: Pebble, or, or maybe yeah. maybe go up to like I don't know, go up to Scott, go back to uh, where it all began at Prestwick. I don't even know if Prestwick's still open, but that's but, where the first open was.
0: But if he like, but if like I, that would be an experience to me. Like I'm saying, like I right. want it. Yeah, I don't need this. Like I don't that's know an investment. A, back I don't want to I know I get before. a oh, was Bugatti. Like I don't want to get these like stupid cars. Like I'm no. like no, I'm good, man. Like I'm to be like. Man. Like buy oh, you buy a jet. Like why? I don't travel. Like you know, I mean, I travel like a normal person. You know, sure. you, you take one or two flights a year. Like so, then I'm sitting. There, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, like I don't think now. Granted, everybody, people probably listening, being like, oh, well, easy to say now, but here's four hundred million. Tell us what you do. And I'm like, I, I don't want it. I, what would I even spend it? on? There's not like I can't think of stuff I'd want to spend it on that would make my life any different. Like I don't look at it like. Man, if you had that money, you could do this. I'm like, no. I like I like the people that I I know. Like I like where I live. I like my job. I like you know, there's like a lot of stuff I like. You're I'm in a, you're in a spot in your life where basically that windfall
1: it, it would essentially it would affect you obviously because I mean, it would affect anybody, but it, it's you're at a point in your life where if it didn't happen, like I am still it's not de- it's not detrimental, if you will. Oh, if you didn't win the lottery?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, I care less. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying if I if I ever did. Yeah, uh, you're like the Powerball dude with the big check, like dancing around. Like no, I, that my my initial thought would be like how much, how much could you just dump back into like this area, like and and how see far develop, and how yeah. far would it mean, go?
1: This area has a lot of potential. I will say that I've I've definitely changed my view on that because like growing up, like a lot of kids here, it's like yeah, like it's a shitty area, like want to get out. But I mean, I will say as much as that, that does hold true sometimes at the same time i've come to appreciate a lot of uh, underlying things about this place i mean it is beautiful I, it's nice that we do have the lake there's a lot of great things that i think are underappreciated around here um but and think it's like, it's
0: just like there's a lot of potential but think like like people like like the underdog they like like growing they like they like again the process like if you just got like the people that go to like New York city, like new York city's got a lot going on, but she's like, I'm just going to New York city it has all this stuff to do and all this stuff. I'm like, I kind of like the idea of like, okay, how much can we build this area up? where now all of a sudden people aren't like, Oh, it's Plattsburgh for this. This area is like on par with like, you know, bigger cities than we are now, like the Syracuse and the Albany's and the, you know, yeah, like Boston's true. obviously major, but you can do like, you know, the Albany's and the Syracuse, the Rochester's, you know, the, uh, you know, the bigger micro kind of cities that aren't like the major ones. Like you could, um Like, could you get it up to the point where it then becomes a true like spot on the map? Like, oh, that's actually a really big place. Like, that not a million people, but it has half a million people. Like, that's actually that's a really big spot in the area. Like in New York State, like it's a major player. That would be cool. Like, imagine like cool. That would be crazy. Like, because we're we're what like thirty k maybe between the town uh, and the city. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like the county's about eighty. County's about eighty. So, geez, imagine that. Imagine if you every Six hundred percent. Yeah, you get up. You get up to like five hundred. You get up to half a million people. Because then anyway, when you're talking about like half a million people. It's like yeah. obviously it expands out from Plattsburgh, sure. and then you get the suburbs and stuff. But it's like, could you do that? And then all of a sudden, you get more investment here because people are like, oh, that's where people live. Blah blah blah. Like, it's a that it's would a tri- be cool. It's a, what, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's
1: kind of like a like a cyclical effect
0: and just continues to grow. Yeah, yeah. It, but, it's so I mean that's something I, I thought about too. Like where like this area because I, I like I always talk about this being like very. Um, uh, uh like an analogy and um foreshadowing um what's the word? I don't know, like this area down here is something I always look at I'm like there's so much potential, but like looking at the tarmac and the parking lot now, yeah, here, I'm just saying like downtown like right yeah, like we're, down look, by the we're looking at the lot by the water right now. Yeah, like, I'm looking at that, and right now it doesn't look like much. No. It's, like, actually, like, a really big, nice parking lot. But it's... But nobody parks there. Never. But so think about the largest parking lot you've ever seen that nobody parks in. That's right out my window. But then it's, like, what happens if that now, in 30 years, is just, like, booming, like, downtown sector? And then you get to, like, watch it. Like, it's so cool. That's that's something I actually I look at. There's days I just look out the window and stare at it, and I'm like... Yeah, wow! Like it's gonna happen, and like it's weird because I can see it in my mind, but it's just like I, I kind of like
1: I, I like looking at pictures of Plattsburgh from like the the sixties and seventies because I have like I have no yeah. recollection of the airbase. I think it closed I the year either. I was born. Yeah, but I mean, I like looking at old pictures and seeing different areas that I know and just seeing like just picking the differences out and seeing how it has developed, how it hasn't, what used to be there. I remember,
0: I remember a few like things that. from like the late nineties, but the base was too yeah I don't have any knowledge of the base i mean no. I was I was like kindergarten first grade, something yeah. like that would it closed so i remember um, i i vaguely remember the ice storm like i vaguely I, vaguely oh I have memories of the ice storm like i I have, I have I have multiple memories from the ice storm like not every day, but there's a few things that I'm like I definitely remember. That happening, And it wasn't because I saw it in a photo. Like, that definitely happened. I remember being up one side and the power line just dropped. Not near me. It was like, you know, me to that tree away. But you just power line because the ice and you just see it snap off. And just like snapped and like went across the road. That's crazy. And, uh. That's insane. I remember, honestly,
1: I, I don't even know how I would react if I saw that. I mean, I probably think it was cool, honestly. But at the same
0: time, I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, I remember drinking. Something's not good. I remember drinking milk with ice in it. Because you had to freeze the milk. Because you had no freezer or fridge. <laughs> She had to put it on ice, like you had to like either put snow and or had a bag of ice. And I remember, like you'd have to freeze the milk, so you'd pull the milk out and you could almost squeeze it, and it would be like, like crunchy, because it'd be like it'd be like ice. uh, You'd have to like break up the milk and then you'd like pour it. But think of like a, I can only imagine how watered down that would be too. Well, it's milk. Granted, so it's, I mean, it is frozen milk. I mean, you're not milk, putting ice like, in the milk. Time, I'm like, saying, like, right. you froze the milk till it was almost solid and then it started breaking up. So, like, oh, the milk was. Even so. So, it was like weird. It was like, because it, it's even milk, so. but it's like the consistency. I remember having, like, a, um, like spaghettios. We had a wood stove, which was clutch back then. So, you put wood in there and you would cook the spaghettios on top of the wood stove. You'd use it as, like, oh, a stovetop. Yeah. It was dope, man. You do Hell that. Yeah. that out Hell of yeah. The pot. Can't go wrong with spaghettios. Um, and then I remember, like, playing board games. It's February. It gets dark. It's dark to like. I hate that. Four thirty. It gets dark. I hate that. So I be. I remember sitting there and being like, "Oh, I'm so tired." What time is it? And like it's five thirty. Like what? Because you have no recollection of time. There's no. no lights. There's nothing. So as the sun goes down, you like. This is why. That's actually why I look forward to the to the winter solstice because from that day on, the day gets longer. Which is July 21st. Yeah. Yeah, and um. So like right now, when the when the clocks moved up, I was like, I mean, it's what five. It's not 5.30. What time it's is like it? Five, 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock, and it looks like right now, if this was January, February, this would be about 2 in the afternoon. Maybe 3. If, if not, yeah. If, Probably if, 2. If, no, because I'd it's like if 4.30. If not earlier. Like, yeah, like this might be like just after lunch, like mid-afternoon. Oh yeah. And now it's like, I, I feel like... If this was all blackout right now, I'd be like, dude, man, we gotta going home. It's, like, late. And all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I'm ready to go. Like, we're just getting started. And I
1: want to experience one of those places where it's 24 hours of darkness or light. I think that would be, like, it's so Alaska cool. Alaska's one. I know there's... Um, like Greenland, I think. But it's all the ones up in the top hemisphere. Yeah, I mean, just... How cool would that be? Just Just going out and, like... I mean, you could even... Go back to golf, even like go play golf at you know three in the morning, but it's light out. It's like it's like it feels like
0: 10 a.m., 11 a.m., but it's three in the morning. I think it'd be tri- trippy though because then you're like, Man, it's 10 o'clock and it's bright yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, like, be I gotta 14th. go to bed and you'll force yourself. I
1: I also wish night golf was more common over here, like night golf played. in Dubai. I, I haven't either, but I've seen like videos of it in Dubai and it just looks so cool. Like, course lit up, you know, they have the, the, the cityscape in the back and it's
0: just you know, these floodlights and you just see the ball just take off. Have you ever played? Have you ever hit? Um, have you ever hit a range at night, like a lit up range? That would be kind of fun.
1: No, I, I've, I've never, never hit a that. lit up range, and I've also a uh, bucket list item for me is Top Golf. I, I want to go to Top Golf so okay. bad.
0: So, this is my thing. Top Golf. Speaking of the devil, so next week we're leaving family vacation. Very I nice. have to go. Yes, excited. First time I've traveled, been on a plane in like fifteen months, whatever it is. So we end up. I have to go to Texas, so I'm so I got to go to Florida with Florida. Then I got to basically puddle jump the Gulf, go to Texas, go to a wedding, travel back. The wedding's in San Antonio. I've never been to Texas. There's a Top Golf in San Antonio. You have to go. I don't think really I have time. Oh. And I I like put it on the map. It's like 20 minutes from where I'm. Oh, going. that's soul crushing. And I was like, I've always wanted that's to, go to top soul golf. crushing. I, when I found it was Top Golf, I'm like, I'm. So my only thing that I think I could probably do is if somehow I swing Thursday evening when I fly in at some time during the day, then I just go to Topgolf that night, which I might do. So like if you, I, I should if, say... If you can, I would
1: because, I mean, just everyone that I've talked to that's gone to a Golf has said it. the experience is just unreal. And it just seems like something that I, I feel like would be so enjoyable. I, I'm going to see if I can swing going it on going to it on... Because there's definitely... Where in Florida are you going? Naples. There's... Oh, yeah, no. that's There's definitely... Fort Myers, is there no? There's, there's Top Golf. We reach for our phone at the same time. Love it. Top Golf. Where I know In now. Florida. We're excited. Ah, it, it, uh, I've definitely Top Golf. Let's see. Orlando, Tampa, Miami Gardens.
0: I don't think any of those. No. Closest one, Jacksonville, Doral, and Lake Mary. Closest one is whatever one that Miami. I'm assuming. How like,
1: dude? Top Golf. Oh, wait a minute. Top Golf announces expected opening in Fort Myers
0: late this year. That was as of March of this year. Uh, Ah, hey, that's only about half hour away. The closest one would be probably Fort Lauderdale or Miami. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against. I'm not opposed driving an hour to it. Oh, oh, probably an hour. About an hour, I could get to one. We'll
1: see. We'll see. Might have to. You might have to roll the dice on that one. You, you just might have to.
0: Um, but San Antonio, I'm going to try. So the top golf thing. I, oh, I was explaining. Was it, who was it? I thought it was Gina, but it might have. So my wife doesn't play golf. She gets like very competitive. It's, you know, if you're very competitive, you can be in golf, but you also have to be very um, willing to suck. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. You have to be willing to like not yeah, be good yeah. at it yeah. um, for a while.
1: I was telling what I was telling Nicole out there cuz we were talking about it. That um, it like golf's one of those things that you can really enjoy even if you're bad at it.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It, it, you know what it is? It's your expectation level. Like, where's your expectation level of golf? If you think you should be playing really good, you're going to it's not going to be that fun. Like, when I was a kid, I used to play a lot of golf, so I took it very serious and I tried to be really good at it. So like if I if I shot an 80, I'd be upset. 80, 81. Not like upset, like throwing no, clubs, just but like, like, I'd just ah, be like, ah, oh, like, it wasn't a good round. couple
1: shots, could have broke 80 there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to take that with a grain of salt and say, hey,
0: you know what? That's actually a pretty good round. But, yeah. But now, where I'm like a bogey golfer at best, if I shoot in the 80s, like last year, I think I shot an 84 one round, which for me, I was like, played pretty well. It was like, you know, hit a couple clubs, a little better than normal, nothing crazy. And... I was like, oh, awesome. The next week, I shot like a 96 somewhere. And I'm like, whatever. I didn't care. Like, it didn't, the 84 didn't, I wasn't excited, and I wasn't mad because of the 96. I was just like, you know, I'm out. I'm having fun. I'm playing golf again. Like, I don't care if I miss hit a shot. I don't care if I have to take three off a tee. I don't care if I miss a putt. Like, to me, I'm in the process, like, I just like being out and playing. I like being out with friends. I like the company. I like just not. Like, escaping, just, like, zoning out, being outside, like, enjoying myself. Where, now, granted, if I get more into it, I might get a little, I could see myself being a little more, like, my expectations are higher. Well, I, would you play in a tournament? Like, like, t- tournament, like would tournament. you play in a stroke play, like, individual tournament if you could? Yeah, I used to.
1: You should. Like, you should play in Tupper. It's a fun time. I'll always, I'll, I'll always vouch for the Tupper Lake Open. Well, my,
0: my buddy's playing it. I, I would play in it. I played I played a decent amount of tournament golf. My, my biggest Have you played thing, Tupper before? Once. I like the track a lot. My one I, friend doesn't like it. I I remember one hole, one or two holes. No, no, I remember one hole. I don't know what hole it was. It was, we were hitting downhill as a par five. Oh, it's 11. 11? Yeah. Downhill, whatever the yardage. I've never played the course before. So I get up and I just, I don't know what it was. I, if it's a downhill par five. I went for it in two. It's gotta be 11. I flew the green into the woods. Yeah, it's, it, I'm pretty sure it was 11 because.
1: The only other, the only other par fives. I mean, there's no par fives on the the first hole is par five. It's dog leg left, and then you got a par four, par four, par four, par three. I just remember three. this was
0: going like away from the clubhouse. Yeah, or yeah, parking a lot clubhouse. I'm, I'm pretty
1: sure it's 11 because like you, um, if you can get it over the hill, I mean that's a hell of a drive. But usually, you know,
0: you have a second shot that goes way the hell downhill. So whatever it was, I put it over the green and two into the woods and lost the ball. But it, it. I didn't realize like I it, and I, I didn't drive over the hill. I wasn't a big like far hitter. But I remember looking at it like I think I remember looking over the hill and being like, oh, "Okay, par five. I'm gonna like I'm gonna have to hit a driver, three way to get even close." Because back then there was no playing safe with me. I was like, "How far can I jam the second shot down by the sure, green?" And just yeah, like, you know. Really I'm gonna more, I'm gonna send this all, ball. I was all two two 250 that way, one way or another. Yeah, if it was two thirty over water, I'm like, if there's a chance, I'm going for it. Like Hell I was, yeah. I was a very like, gotta just, play boldly. Oh, I yes, I there, I was not holding back. So. Blew that into the trees. And then I remember the next hole, I believe, was a par three up the hill. Am I thinking the right one?
1: Yeah. No, yeah, that's 12. Okay. Yeah. Yep. A short one. Yeah. 12.
0: I I hit. Am I wrong to say if I hit the green, it rolled off the green back no, down the hill? No, not
1: at all because the green slopes down. And if you, depending on where the pin is, because the pin, a, lot, a dastardly pin location there is front left. Yep you can definitely hit, you can either go over and you'll be screwed or you can hit the back slope and come off because I was over the green and I hit a little, I tried to hit a little flop and it still, I landed it on the back of the green and it still rolled off the green. So that is definitely possible.
0: I think I hit the green. To like
1: zip it back off the green. Absolutely. I think
0: I hit the green. It rolled back down the hill. Yep. Sounds about right. Does that sound like I hit the green? Yeah. No, that definitely sounds about right. Then I chipped it up, hit the green again, rolled back down. Yeah, I think I took I don't even know what I took on that hole. It was something
1: if you if you miss the green on that hole or if I mean, if you land on the green and you're above the hole, it's it's really tough. especially I, I mean, especially if it's a front pin, because if you if you miss like if you if you don't gauge that speed correctly and if you even hit the putt like long, very good
0: chance, depending on where you are, that the ball's. It was just one of those holes that anything I did, it just like it almost felt like I hate saying the word unfair in golf, but it was one of those unfair holes where I'm like, like it's. The ball's not staying. Like no. I don't know. I hate I, those impossible, ho- like those those
1: those pin locations on some courses that are just. It makes well, absolutely no sense. Well,
0: like my my can my thing. This is my. You know when you go play a hole and like the green person's like I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna put it right on every ridge. I'm like okay, like relax. Nobody here is a professional golfer. Your best golfer here is gonna shoot par. Like your best golfer in the at the clubhouse. Like they're in the, on the club. Like very rarely are people here shooting under par. So, like, why are you putting a hole? Like, you can put it above a ridge. I have no problem with you tucking it in the back and you got hit over the green. But, like, if the break is here, don't put the cup here. One, that's illegal. Right on the crest. Yeah. Because it has to come. To, has to be able to come to rest or what, not, uh, not gain speed within three feet of the cup or something weird. I actually don't know. There, there's a rule on that. That's why there's a rule in golf where you have to have, I think it's a three-foot circle. Where the ball has to be able to stop, and it cannot gain speed. Meaning, like, it can't, like, go past the hole and gain speed. It has to be able to slow down within that. It's some weird rule, like... Because that's why when you talk, especially U.S. Opens, they'd be really strategic where they put it, because they can't make it, like, unfair, where... You know, so, like... Right. Some, some courses you have, like, the the ball... The the pin is, like, a foot or two off the ridge. So, like... Even if you like go buy it or miss it, it's going off. You can't. And then imagine if you short side yourself and you have to. But it's like you, you almost can't even make a straight putt because they're going to go and it's just going to start veering off and roll down the yeah. hill. So you can't. Why are you putting the pin there? So like you can get on the green regulation and five putt because this thing is just, it's it's like just, just in weird. a horrible,
1: horrible spot. Yeah. So,
0: but like why, why is that needed? Like put it up five feet behind the ridge. That's still enough of a challenge. Which is still the challenge. Sure. And it's, it's not going to be. That really is fair. Like if it's a PGA, the PGA won't even put it on the top of that ridge. No. They would put it somewhere like two, three feet past. They can get it and spin it the back. The PGA is going
1: to put it somewhere that it's the the most ideal challenge for the players. I would think yes. anyway.
0: And there's but there's sometimes where it gets gimmicky, and I'm like, why is that? Like, like there there's tough, there's challenging, there's gimmicky. Like, don't make things gimmicky because then it's just like why why like it's not I like and that's in any sport. Like, if you make something, I think gimmicky being like to the point where it's like comical but like frustrating, like it's not needed it, and i'm trying to think of like another another sport where something might be gimmicky where it's like why why are they doing that just like i don't know it's 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 tough it, the context of golf a gimmicky thing would be like a gimmicky hole placement or gimmicky even mean like oh we're going to put the tee box here like and you got in order to hit the green you have to like hit this like 45 degree angle hook around the trees perfect example in my opinion is number two at bluff point least favorite hole anywhere yeah why well, uh, i complained about that last year yeah i had 150 yards center i almost i had to almost take the, the stick out the swing and i couldn't hit it straight at the pin i mean at the hole i had a tree in my way which i get it like part of it's like, well, there's a tree there it didn't hit it on the left well, i'm like if you go left
1: like, it's it's a very like it's it's that's one of those holes i think that teeters on borderline like it's just so frustrating and so many people I've talked to have said it. it's such an awkward hole for them or like that they don't really like it um, I mean that's that's golf though so I mean we kind of have to deal with it but you're absolutely right like you can you could be dead center of the fairway 150 yards out and you'd have to either hit a cut if you can or you're gonna have to hit left to a very small portion of the green
0: but isn't but you get the idea like a gimmicky thing like sure oh like, yeah 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 like my other one at Bluff I I dislike is and I I I get why they have it. It, Number eight, the tree down by the water, I get why they have it. Because it's like, well, people can't just bomb it over the left side. It makes going for two challenging, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I totally get it. Most people that I know on that hole, they absolutely hit a, a good drive. The farthest I've seen anybody in that hole is 190. The farthest. Most good drives are probably two to 210 out. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's someone that like, probably drove it around 275 to 280. You're probably in that ball, right? Just, uh, yeah, I
1: further, mean, if, if, if I catch a hold of one, have I, like, you been really... inside
0: 190?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. I've
0: only ever seen someone get
1: inside. Remind me. Remind me well, remind me of the hole again. Eight. Eight at bluff. At, at bluff. No. Uh, i've i've been at the two hundred before uh i i think i've maybe been just inside the two
0: hundred once i've not not ever been inside it so your second shot is a six five like a six hundred or higher right over water bunkers on both sides and trees on the right and you put a willow tree up where it's like it, it it's so i don't know it's i get it but like my thing is you're putting a willow tree so people have to make it a three-shot hole. The hole, to me, would be harder if you take that out because then people would go for it. So the risk-reward would be the there. The risk-reward would be there for There's sure. There's no risk-reward with the willow tree because you're going to just yeah, hit it.
1: Yeah, it's a small window. I, I, I know if, like when I'm playing that hole, I'll only ever go for it if I have a clean line in the fairway and I'm just I'm swinging well. Even if I'm not swinging well, I'm going to normally like lay up.
0: I went for it once last year because I hit it down to about yeah. like 200 took a three wood out and ripped it over the willow tree down the left side, away from the trees, and I was past the tee box on the ninth hole. Nice. So I had to chip back over the bunker. Chip back over the bunker, yeah. But that was like the perfect bailout, but usually that hole is driver anywhere, mm-hmm. and then it is sand wedge, gap wedge, pitching wedge, down to sand wedge, gap wedge, into the hole. So it's basically driver, wedge, wedge. Yeah. For par five. And I'm like... Yeah. We're I don't know. And again... It's maybe it's, I'm making a bad point here, but it just seems there's certain things where I'm like that seems kind of gimmicky to me. Where I think if you take it's like that hole on number two, if you take that last hole out, then that becomes a real big risk reward hole instead of like perfect shot down the fairway, and then you have you have to like hit this huge like slice cut thing around a hole. Now. If you hit in the rough, totally get it. But you're dead center, like literally dead center of the fairway, and you have to then play around trouble to hit on the green. I'm like, how teaches you to shape your shot in a sense. And you know what? Speaking of gimmicky, remember I
1: told you I had a, a story from from the black uh, from Beth Page Black on that first tee box. I went there one day with my uncle um, uh, when we to were down it. there. No, we were just we went to just visit. Joe Namath happened to be there, funnily enough. He was doing some event right putting green, but so we went there and we were watching these people tee off. And I'm, you need caddies there, apparently. <laughs> And there's this group pulled up to the first tee, and again, no disrespect to anybody. Like I'm sure the dude's a solid player, but this dude pulled up, like rolled up, and I mean, dressed to the nines, like tour bag, like matching everything, whatever. So he he tees it up and he duffs it, like tops it, left maybe like 30 yards. Like this dude's got a tour bag with like shiny blades for irons, duffed it. So this next dude rolls up, he's got an old cotton shirt, like cargo shorts like the shirts tucked out like old shoes old clubs dude gets up there this tall like lean dude bombs it 300 yards down the middle just absolutely ripped it and i'm just sitting there like Mm -hmm. wow like this dude's got a tattered bag like old clubs doesn't look like he like i mean he doesn't look I mean, he's wearing cargo shorts on Bethpage Black. I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but I don't think that's... Yeah, it's not using I think it's M.O. unspoken etiquette type deal. But so, and again, anyway, I mean, it was amazing. He 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 had a beautiful, beautiful fluid swing, nice high
0: hands, actually just ripped it. You know what's funny is I haven't bought in golf, like, good golf stuff. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't have to look good because I suck. So I'm like... So I always think in my head, like, I'm going to just... I'd rather, like... I used to be a big
1: bright colors person. Really? Oh yeah, because of Ricky. He was he was like oh, big bright colors person, like would wear the wild, like wild socks, like very fluorescent, like out I, there colors. I can't do I it. I was like green,
0: black, white, gray. I was a very neutral color tone. Like maybe a red polo, but it wasn't like popping like red and black on Sundays. <sighs> I respect. The yeah. uh <laughs> the uh but so um but like so last year we were playing at Bluff Point. We go out, and I didn't know this guy. So we're playing. We actually played five to a gr- in a group, but whatever. So we ended up going Ooh. out six 6 in the morning, and uh, we actually got yelled at by the Ranger, and then he realized who was in the group, and he just let him. He realized who the other guy was. He's like, you're good. I, I was like, I, out of the five players, I was like third or fourth best in the group. So it was like we had some good players there. And this guy, I roll up. He's kind of wet out. He's sitting on, like, the post out by, you know, when you walk out. And put yeah, your bag. yeah. He's, like, sitting behind that on the lamppost. Just, like, sitting on, like, the, the cement. He's got, like, untied sneakers on, cargo shorts on, this kind of baggy, like, windbreaker jacket. Like, uh, out, probably, like, three-quarter cut, like, sleeve cut, whatever. Maybe it was all the way down. I don't know. Um, Like, ratty hat on. He's got the, the cloth, like, travel bag. Yeah. With clubs in it. Yep. And he's just kind of sitting there like, oh, yeah, he's playing with us. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, here's this hack that's going to play with us. Whatever. It's all good. So we get on the first hole. We're not really paying attention. We all hit the ball. Like, whatever. The first hole bluff's pretty easy. Everybody hits it out. This guy goes and hits one in the fairway. And I was like, oh, wow, good for him. Like, he hit in the fairway. thinking this guy sucks. So so oh, oh, guy gets up on the first hole. Then he's, I don't know, he's probably like 130 out. Then he flushes a club to like 10 feet. Like iron down, hits, kicks like one, nice. twice, lands. Yeah, drains the putt, birdie, birdie. So then I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Wow, like good for this guy." He's like, <laughs> "I haven't played in like over a year." Like so he's saying, I'm like, "Dude, good, like good, good on him." Goes through, ends up shooting, I think like a 77 or 78 wow. in sneakers, untied sneakers, like looking like all disheveled, with like a triple, like two doubles, like. Like, I think he had three or four birdies I not played crazy. in a, hadn't played it had was it um I'll tell you off air okay you I, I'm actually I kind of remember I because probably couldn't butcher his name because I kind of remember his first name but not his last name gotcha gotcha um, great really good golfer and then he ended up on number 14 gets up I think he took his driver out on 14 was pissed because he hasn't hit it as far as he used to that's what he told us Gets <laughs> up on 14. Hits this tall, high draw. High draw. Tough, to, tough kind of a tough thing to hit. T- goes up in the air. Lands on the back, middle back of the green. Kicks. Rolls 10 feet from the pin. On 14. Just hits this tall, tall draw. Boom. Hits. Checks up. Missed the eagle putt. Oh, I'm Ta- sure he was salty about that. Tapped in the birdie. Like, just tapped in the birdie. Like, no big deal. Gets up. Birdies another one on the way in, in one of the holes. Like, shot a 78. Like I said, I think he had two doubles and a triple in the card. And then, like... That's crazy. And I'm, I am looked at this... And that's my thing. I'm like, that's who I want to be. I wanted to be the dude that rolls up in the sweatshirt, ratty clothes, goes can, out... Can roll and just, out of bed and throw up a 75. Just goes, like, like murks the field, like, rolls out of bed. People are like, who's this dude? Goes out and just, like... That's it. Subpar. For
1: sure. There was a guy there who... Um, I remember a while ago, Paul had someone that came and um, they played in, like... Plus fours, and they had I think hickory shafted clubs to play like played at bluff with that, and the dude shot seventy three. Paul showed me a scorecard, and I, I mean, damn! Like I mean, seventy three with hickory clubs in plus fours and like old
0: old garb from back in the day, like that to me is just like that's, that's when different. I, that's when I look at golf and I'm like, no, you can just get better. Like just like I'm saying, like myself, you don't need anything else. Just get better. Like perfect in its imperfection because it's not you can't you can't. Well, la- so last year when we talked about getting clubs. I bought new wedges because my wedges hadn't been, I hadn't bought wedges in 10 years. These things sure. were, there was nothing on them. Like, it was just like, they were beat up. They were, I mean, you, you got to think. The, you, you wore the grooves down, essentially. Oh, these things were done. Yeah, yeah they're bare. The, okay. I mean, I hadn't re a club in 10 years. Like, I mean, these things were nasty. I mean, I
1: will say I had a 60 degree wedge that I lost last year that had been in my bag since freshman year of high school. And that thing was, I loved it. I could, no, it was. Cleveland. uh it was an old, yeah. It was like a Cleveland five like, eight eight action. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was, those it was, so, it was oh yeah, it was old. That's my favorite wedge. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. Was I, it wedge. was my baby. Like I
0: could do, I felt like I could do anything with it. Hit, hit any shot with I remember it. Remember when they the started greens. coming out with like the CG ten, the CG 11 eleven, yeah, twelve? Thankfully, brand, my body hit me up with a CG. I, n- I, I never bought those. Though. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm sick with the tour action. Like the old school, very clean look. Nothing else, nothing yeah. fancy. It's kind of like bokeh's. It, the five eighty eight, definitely. Is, so is what it was. I ended up getting those because they're beat the hell. And then I had to get a. Then I hybrids got sucked, so I couldn't hit the long irons as well. I can't either. Struggle with long so irons. I took a three and a four iron out of my bag, put the hybrids in, just that like much better ball flight, much more like. Uh, what's the word? More confident on like the long par threes and the short par fours when you have that or second shots instead of hitting an iron. Yeah, yeah, More yeah, and,
1: and it helps you get it up in the air too. Because I definitely have a tendency to thin long irons. I can't seem to. Well, even
0: if I smash a long iron, it's still going to be just going to be. It's not going to hit the green. Like it's going to hit and skip. So it's like right. It's not going to land You need something soft. with a little bit of loft. So it's not going to land soft. Yeah, that was uh, that's a big thing. Well, want to wrap it up then? What time wise? Good. I'm solid. I'm chilling. No, just chilling. I'm chilling. But um, we can
1: too because I mean we've been going we could go forever. I mean, that's just how it is.
0: The uh the only reason we, we started a little late, which is fine. Hell yeah. But we <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, partly because I was admiring the uh the the mustache, the mustache. Which I gotta say to be honest, I think we're just gonna leave that first I think we're just gonna leave that man. I don't think we I don't think you're gonna do any better. No,
1: I love it. I think it's a great picture.
0: I mean, the only thing is like the mic kind of blocks the shirt a little, but that's fine. People get it. They
1: they get the gist. They get the gist. They get the gist. Rep uh, the K. I need, like I said to you, I need I need a headband with the K on it. That's. I kind of want to bring headbands into golf, like instead of a hat. Like you know what? I'm gonna rock a headband instead. Let the hair flow.
0: I I've had. Headbands. I that's new. I haven't had that request. What Nick said? what Would she say a hoodie? Cut, no. Got a cut off hoodie or something like that. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. like thug. I've had. Mean mugging. I've had couple requests for sports prize which i can get behind but it was just like
1: you know what you need now actually you know what would be cool uh if you were to get um
0: head covers with k on it that would be pretty dope so you know like glo- the company told me about the glove they show you my gloves no yes the pl- the you did said, and, and yeah with, the logo, the, with, on with it. the
1: logo yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I had yeah. Three of the ones with my logo on it and they're oh, like yeah they're nice so. i have to order some more myself i was just i actually found out today what mg stands for Stands for Master Grip. That's what they used to be really? called. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I read that. I happened to read their magazine today. So yeah, they still send a magazine. Like, yeah, it's just like, I still no. They send me like stuff the all Sears the time. Catalog. Yeah. So I ended up. I'm gonna try their balls. I think the the they they have a it's called the Tour C4, and I just based on the report they did. Yeah, I'm sure it's a little biased, but they compared it to the Pro V1, and it's they actually said it outperformed it, and it's only only twenty bucks a dozen, and I'm looking to try a different ball this year anyway. I've been
0: playing Titleist forever, dude. You know what? I've, I'm heart... I'm like in deep Snell. on the Snells.
1: Snell. Yeah. Snells are... I
0: have like three or four dozen sitting in my basement. Aren't they go. great? Are they Love great?
1: Yeah. I, I use the... Uh, my buddy had told me, he, he said, you know, you should, you should. we should get into some Snells. Dude. Yeah. It's the maker, the guy... Dean uh, Snell. He used to... He
0: worked for Titleist, right? He, he, or he, he was he the guy that the came Titleist. up with the Pro B1. The Pro he has B1. the patent B1. for Pro B1. Got you. Okay. Well, I mean, Titleist probably owns it, but he was the guy right, that came up right. with the idea. So, um, so when I got uh, in last year... So the last year was the first time when I was a kid at golf I didn't know like I just played golf sure now I'm like. Get up and hit it now it's like oh let me learn the technology of golf like what it's a very scientific sport one of my one of my friends through the golf shop knows so much about it he's my go-to guy about but, it like I didn't so I last year I was researching bounce I was researching grooves I was researching shafts I was researching um, tip points I was researching spin rate I was researching all this stuff because I'm like oh that's what that means okay because I'm just like I just get a club like sure. I was a good club and hit it. And then I'm sure. like, Oh, I should be playing these shafts. I should be playing. You're like, Oh, this is the type of grip. This is like all these weird things. Oh, here's multiple shafts. So why don't, instead of getting a stiff shaft and a stiff shaft, I want the stiff shaft with less or more spin. And then it like, so I started like nerding out on some of this stuff and, and like, it makes a difference. And then I was like, Oh my wedges, you should get this for your gap range for wedges. So I had to move all my wedges up two degrees yeah, up two degrees. So that was like, it just blew my mind. I was like, that makes sense. And now I'm sitting there, I'm like, I like my wedge setup now, like better than I ever had it. And like with, with the degrees and stuff. And then, then like the, the driver and the three wood and everything, and like the or the uh, hybrids, I was like, makes sense. So then the golf ball, they said Pro V1, Pro V1X. Okay, so we're just going to use those. Everybody knows those sure, two yeah. golf balls. Those are the main ones. I always thought, and I could be wrong on this, that what's your what's your thought for the X Pro V One X? What do you think the X so stands for? from I don't know what the X stands for, but not, not like what it means, but like what type of ball does? Oh, it Oh, uh,
1: so from my from what I understand, I think the X is supposed to spin less.
0: I, I believe it's the opposite. Is it
1: the opposite? The X is supposed to spin more. Yes. Okay, uh, that's I, really all I know between so the, the difference of the two. I,
0: I believe so. When I, I did the research out. on. What I always thought Pro V1X, X meant like harder, faster, like going to go. Like I always thought the Pro V1 was like a little bit more like, like touch around the greens, blah, blah, blah. So you go on Snell's website and what you should buy is the, what do they call it? The trial pack or the pack. They give you two, they give you a dozen balls. Two sleeves are the blues, two sleeves are the blacks. The blacks are the My Tour black MTB. The, the blues are MTB X. so they're the spinner ones. You get both of those, and then you end up, um, you can test out both balls. So what they said is if you go out and test them, put, putting is going to be the same. Um, around the greens is going to be the same. They're all that soft field. They're all going to have the same stuff. Off the tee, all going to go the same distance. They did like research. Most golf balls go the same distance off the tee because you got to think, golf, there's regulations in clubs, obviously. So, The ball can only come off the face so hot. What they call hot is like off the sweet spot. Sure. And I think the smash factor is 1.5. 1.5. That's the max. If it goes any higher, it's an illegal club. Like you can't. That's why they have certain things on the club. So like we got the fastest club ever. It's like it's more marketing than anything. It's not really much substance. So when you go off of it, hits off the center. It goes out. So when they're doing it and putting on the robotic thing or whatever, when just most golf balls go about the same distance. Yeah. So what they said was where your biggest difference is, is your irons to your, your, mid to low irons. So you're like your wedges up to probably like your seven iron. What's the spin of that into the green? That's where like the difference in the ball goes. So if you want to have more spin, maybe you like, you want to go with the high. like if you don't spin the ball as much, you want to go with the higher rotated ball spin, which I believe is the X. That way, like when you're hitting clubs, hitting the ball into the fairway or into the greens, you have a little bit more spin on the club to have it hold the greens. Right. So some of it depends on the courses you play. Sometimes it depends on the way you attack the ball. Sometimes, like, all these things, I was doing research, right. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So then I was like, I want one that spins more, so when I hit the, like, so when I hit down on it, I can I can stick the green better, so it's not going to run see, off. See, I wish I could, do you know how to hit the, uh, the
1: like, I, I'm sure this would be the kind of ball to do it, too, like, a hit, like, a one-hop and stop, like those guys do on tour? I mean. I wish. That, yeah, I wish. No. <laughs> Do I, wait,
0: do I know how to do it? Do you know how to do it? Uh, I have no idea. I think, it. no, I'm going to say no. I'm going to stop myself there. No. I think a lot of it has to do with almost like a. I think you have to kind of play it, like obviously open your face and kind of play like you hit into the ball, but you hit into almost like a kind of a cut mm-hmm. and it kind of cuts it and stops. I'll be on. It's almost like a ping pong when you come into ping pong and you hit it kind of a cut. I have tried to cut a ping pong ball, and the results have not been pretty.
1: But I've you know what? Like when you come shit. under,
0: but you have to hit it kind of across? Yeah, and it goes yeah, yeah, you have and to the generate the spin. Yeah, that's kind of what I would think on. Like, because the craziest thing when you see like a tour tour pro, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to draw my wedge. I'm going to draw my chip. I'm going to I'm going to like hook my chip." I'm like, what? Like, chip goes straight. Like, you ever heard like Tiger talk? He's like, "Yeah, so usually here, if I'm going to try to hit a runner, I try to hook the, hook the chip shot. Or here, I'm going to try to cut my cut my my pitch."
1: Great example too is, um, Baba when he won his first Masters. I mean that forty yard wedged hook out of Have the trees. Have you
0: seen like the sky view of that? When oh it, yeah. Like from here, to this, this is where he hit it. It's to there. Almost, almost curved at ninety degrees, just about. Like it. it and then, it, and then it, like goes it hits and just, and just like the soft span. Or, like,
1: or Tiger when he, um, when he hit out of that fairway bunker and he curved around the tree. Uh, like it was oh. the last year, the year before had that weird finish yeah the ball bounced once and then just spun right towards the pin
0: like, like tucked in a tuck front right oh yeah oh yeah, right oh, yeah and he had
1: to go around a tree
0: the stuff they bunker, do is insane oh it absolutely is insane i it absolutely is
1: one day one day <laughs> if
0: uh, yeah, yeah if only i one day i'd like to go watch them actually we wanted to uh, a group of us wanted to go to if possible in june if everything's kind of like back to normal try to sneak away to go to the travelers yeah would you be in I would be in.
1: Uh, we're, I, we're I know. So right now, um, my I, I know two of my buddies. They they're looking like we're all looking to go if they can go. So we'd I'm want sure to do a be weekend. In. Yeah, we want
0: to leave Friday, play golf Friday, get there Friday night, spend the night, play golf Saturday morning, and then so you go. get two rounds in, and then watch Saturday, spend the night, watch Sunday, and go home. So, you get two rounds of golf playing, yeah. two rounds of golf watching, and then home.
1: I appreciate the offer. I'll certainly have to get back to you on that. I would definitely, okay. I definitely have interest.
0: I got I got to like figure out when it is and also see if they have a lot of people on. I think they will by then. Most courses are now. Yeah.
1: I got my, my, my two friends usually figure that out, and I just kind of tag along. So, I appreciate them. Yeah. No, that's that. good.
0: I was going to say, when you got your own tour, like, what's that tour? What's it called? Travel um, advisors yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I like, sure. going I don't like having, I just like to show up. Like, when do I got to show up? I'm yeah. Just gonna, like, and go then with the just, you,
1: you lead the way. I'm here. Yeah. You tell me what to do.
0: Yeah, just leave me to the water. I'll drink it. Man. Yes, sir. Well, um, all right. Let's
1: wrap this up. Yes, sir. Galen, like I said, man, you know, we could we could go for hours. We talked about a lot of stuff. I don't think there's anything we, we can't really talk about because, you know, it's just just it's it's tasteful content for sure. It's t- tasteful. It's tasteful content. But I can't thank you enough for having me on. It's always a blast. Um, and I definitely look forward to next time. 100%. You'll, you'll be back on. Oh, good. Good we luck, gotta, man. We
0: got a. We even talk about the Masters. Uh, it, it just that's how, that's how it goes. We just we didn't even really I'm talk. Totally about it. Totally flubbed on that. The problem is I'm leaving and I'm gonna. I won't.
1: Well, all right, real quick to wrap it up. Then who's one, my pick? Who's your pick and who's your dark horse? And then we'll wrap it up. I can tell. I can tell you my uh, um, my my go tos right now.
0: Um. My heart wants to say JT, but I'm going to say DJ. G- G- uh, G- all right, I respect it. DJ is my pick. I respect it. My, um, my pick is not who you'd expect. Your pick, pick to win. My pick
1: to win is not who you'd expect. Who's your pick? To win? My pick to win is Xander Shoffley.
0: See, I put him in Dark Horse.
1: I See, I... Which is yeah.
0: weird to call him a Dark Horse, but he doesn't win the big see, ones. my Dark Horse
1: is Patrick Cantley, for sure. He, he, he's, he is so sneaky as far as like how good he is. He is, he is so capable of, I don't know. I don't really know of any other player. No, that he's like, good. He's, he's playing well up, too. He'll throw up low weekend numbers. That's his strength. He, he can, he can creep up the leaderboard on moving day. No problem. Even if he's out of it, he'll throw up a 64, 63 on moving
0: day. He'll do that a lot. You know what's crazy is that DJ is my pick because I just think he's playing well. God, dark horse. The problem is if you say like Xander Shoffly or like John Rahm because they're ranked so high, but like I still think that would be like a dark horse. But I'm thinking like dark horse is like down the leap, down like the right. rankings, and you're like, eh.
1: That's why I went with Cantlay. He's, he's, Cant- uh, I mean, actually, Cantley's up there as far as top 10. If you want to go with a real dark horse, I'm going to say Scheffler because he's, he's been playing really well, but, um, I'm gonna go with I'd say Xander and it's a tough it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. It's a tough Like one.
0: Spieth is playing well, but like I hate to say Speeth's a dark horse because he's like No, main, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like him
1: having won there before too. Like if he rides, I will say this. I would I would pick Jordan as the I, favorite if he wins this week and rides that momentum. Because once he learns to win again, that's gonna give him a huge confidence boost. He'll be again. a top
0: ten guy at that tournament. Um DJ is my pick. Dark horse. I wanna go dark horse. Like I wanna be um God dang, man. That's Who is no? That's not. I'm thinking Sheffley, but or Sheffler, but um. Man, this is tough. You're thinking Sheffler? No, 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 no. I was thinking like someone like I always I group people into groups like Will Zalatoris. Maybe
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's he's long shot, but I mean you never know. He's a solid one too. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm thinking like someone that can draw the ball. Someone that Patrick Reed. God, I know on. he's one. He's one at Augusta. But he's one. I don't think you put. I a, like. I, I like Patty Reed. I maybe might be controversial to say. Like, yeah, he's he's a character. I like his game. I, I think he's a solid player. I mean, can't take that from him. He's got like nine wins, and won the Masters. But I do think his personality is just given his his past controversy. You know, you know what the
0: problem is I got to... Like, I need it, like in my like I, I was gonna say bad. I I need like the world rankings right now. Like, this is my problem because when you tell me to put on the spot, I'm just thinking random names, and it's like it's not. Dustin Johnson, Dustin Okay, see, like the guy I was thinking of God, I hate Webb Simpson. He's probably a nice guy, but just not he's boring. Oh.
1: Oh, can't lay his top ten, no, so I guess know, I can't even call him a dark. Actually, horse. you
0: know, you know who I'm actually looking at? Like, looking at hard that I think could actually make it happen. But I don't know if he'd be considered a dark horse. Who's that? Victor Hovland. Ah,
1: that's the name I was looking at. That's the name I, I was Victor looking Hovland. at. Hovland's, Hovland's a great, playing yes. phenomenal right now. That's the and name I, like... I was looking at. I love what he's about. He's Dude, he's he's it. fantastic. That's that's my dark worst. I would Victor love Hovland. I would love it.
0: What's he from Norway or something? Norway.
1: Norwegian. First Norwegian went on tour. I,
0: I found out when I did the my ancestry.com. I was like, okay, definitely Irish, definitely um French, definitely English. Boom boom boom, that's my thing. Yes, yes, yes. Number 4, North uh, Norway. Nice. Me, you... me and Victor, baby. Let's Hell go. Yeah. Let's go. So that's it. Great picks, man. That's it. Dark Horse, Victor Hovland. Let's go. Um Masters twenty twenty one preview. Bring it back to Europe, baby. Bring it back to my my, my roots. Um, all right. That's it. Episode one, two, four, always a good time. Alec Odmaff, yes, thank you. Thank you again. Keep the stash Looking forward. To Look it. strong. Yes, sir. Thank you. And the headband. We didn't even mention the headband. The guy's got a headband flow. Stay You'll see tuned. the photo. We, see got photo. we got a photo. We got a photo. All right. See you all next time.